episode 203. Thank you all for listening to episode 202, The Trap. I am Ongo, whatever the hell his name is, the art dealer, here with my co-host. Frank the Bird. Bear the Cub. <laughs> O'Doyle McPoyle. There you go. And then uh, today we have a special guest from the Grown Ups. Hasn't been with us since episode 100, Security Jeff. Got so drunk that day. Yeah, I don't remember much of that day. Oh, man. <laughs> all I re- all I remember seeing, and now I just laugh about it, is you going to the bathroom. You're like, "I'll be back," and you come back on the show because I listen back to it, and you say, "Hey, uh, I'm Security Jeff. I'm back, and Gary's dead." <laughs> That's all we what? had. Yeah, you said I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was hugging a toilet in the bathroom. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, man, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, you were afraid of the porcelain gods that day. Oh, God, for four hours at least. Thankfully, Bear and Shiv cleaned up, and we got out of there at like 730. Lightweight. Yeah, that that day I was. And uh, speaking of that says, same – Says the guy who was drinking ciders. I had ciders all day long. I'm calling yeah. you a lightweight. <laughs> well, I was drinking like Arnold Palmer Spiked and I think Michelob Ultra is bad you know, in the general worst part of the arnold palmer is the tea yeah you know what the worst part of that drink is though the spike oh no uh coming out to your parents <laughs> thank you <laughs> i appreciate that, that shit for <laughs> derek already did that for the both of us so we're good but uh that same venue though we just found out this week the right field office we're not uh they're not redoing renewing the lease so this will be our last year or last month to be on that uh in that right field office so we're going to try to get one more show there do a sports movie jeopardy and then a sports movie bracket um similar jeff you want to kind of tell us what you guys are planning this week at the grown-ups yeah, we're doing a, a big uh, action movie bracket where uh, Brandon has gone and pitted different action movies together, and everyone will, within each part of that bracket, uh, will pick their favorite movie, and we'll debate, and we'll come down to who the winner is, and then they'll move on up against the next one, and so on and so forth, until we crown the greatest action movie of all time, according to the grown-ups, which will like probably it. be something just really dumb. You like Spice World. Could be Spice World. <laughs> Might be, uh, I saw some good ones you guys had there. Some good matchups yeah. and looking forward to that. I mean, it, it was a, some of those matchups are tough. It's going to be like rough. I was looking at it. I like the idea that if you've never seen the movie, the other players have to pretty much sell you on it to yeah. get their vote. So like, I'll probably be learning about a bunch of movies I've never seen. Like, what is Terminator? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. What is Term? I saw Terminator. Little independent around there. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> saw Terminator 2. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, uh, I can't especially, wait. I got Terminator 2 in that final four. I just got to send it to Brandon what I think the final four will be. But you guys, I mean, I don't, I know Denver will be on there and there's what, six of you guys, right? So, uh, yeah, I think, I think we'll have all six on this episode with Denver there. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting, especially if you run across them. If it happens any point where you got three on three, you know, on the picks. Oh, I know. Yeah, should be interesting. I'll just threaten them with physical harm. We'll be good. Should. Um, 
we got to thank Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Speaking of Twitter, Bear, what did we have from uh, Justin on the Twitter this past week? I know he missed our show because we recorded early last week. Yeah, I recorded on Monday, right? Right. Um, let's scroll back through our numerous notifications we get from being just amazing as a podcast. So all two of them? Well, you know, there's other ones that pop up here. So any thoughts on the Canadian government denying MLB but being okay with the NHL starting up? That's in uh, accordance to the Blue Jays getting denied approval to play at home but having two pods for the NHL. Well, NHL and hockey is uh, Canada's sport, so it doesn't surprise me. And Toronto will go play in Buffalo anyway. Majority of their games, home games, so it'd be good for them. Playing at the Bison Stadium, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they just don't want multiple teams coming up, you know? Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like the Miami Marlins, who would infest all of Canada since they can't even stay under control on their own goddamn team. So that is exactly why. Um, if you can, you know, bubble these NHL players who've been there for a few weeks, then obviously they can control it a little bit better than a new team traveling up every, what, week, three days sometimes, just depends. I, I can buy that. I can see that. You got to think most of their rosters aren't American. You got to think the Blue Jays roster is majority, you know, from the United States. And Lord knows how we've handled this whole situation as a country. So why would you let, you know, basically patient zero into your bubble? And you have, you know, a lot of these uh, hockey players, you know, they live in Canada in the off season. So, you know, or if, if not, you know, going back to their home country, there aren't that many majority American rosters, you know, in hockey. So you got to think, you know, why let somebody from the outside in? Right. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, to go off of Cody, I mean, it does make sense anyways, just like he was saying, you know, we've, we've as uh, Americans have handled this joke absolutely poorly. And uh, I don't think Canada has let anybody into their country anyways from any country, let alone America. So why would you let sports in? I mean, there's no difference, no matter where you're from or who you are anyways. If they're not letting people in, they're not going to change just for uh, you know baseball so and Jeff you've you've probably heard more from Denver on what's going on in Canada and where they're at with it has he said much about that no uh-uh. we haven't really talked much NHL though yeah the I just wonder how in Canada as a country I know I talked to somebody I work with um, that I deal with for work they're in Canada they said they're in like their phase three is what they consider it and they're just starting to allow people to go into restaurants to eat in Canada oh, yep. and they just changed from like 10 to 50 people, but they've had this thing. Like, I don't want to say yeah. beat cause it's not gone, but you know, way down for a while. Sure. So they're now, and look at us, we open back up now, you know, our, yep. our governor in Ohio, I know you're in Michigan, but our governor said, all right, we're, uh, we're going to take away the ratios for daycares, but, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then uh, whatever. And then they said, but for fairs, you are limited in what you can do. I'm like, that's kind of a mixed message here on what we're trying to accomplish. And he's yeah, about, most likely about to close bars down tomorrow. So I, I don't know if he, I mean, yeah, when they say daycare is okay, good. I mean, 
don't get me wrong, adults are no better, but goddamn kids can't do it. Kids right. cannot, can, I mean, and it's not on their own. They're just not built to do that. They're built to interact with other children. So how are you going to keep them apart? That just doesn't make sense. And then they'll bring stuff home to all of their parents and siblings, and it just continues to spread. And then we're Hell, it's the parents, yeah. <clears throat> Shit, it's the parents that don't know how to fucking act. It's not the kids. I said that. I said yeah. that, but it's, no, like it, said, it's it, not the kids' fault. I'm, I'm, that's no, my it, point, it, is that adults don't know how to do it either, but adults know better. Right. Kids don't know better. Yeah. Kids just want to interact with other kids. That's what they're supposed to do. Right, yeah. Yeah, and Grace, Jeff's, Jeff's exactly right. They're going to bring it home, and then parents are going to get sick, and then now you can't go to work, or you try to go to work, and then you get more people sick, and then it just turns right back to where we're at again right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and I think, think a lot people – Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, and to think people were bitching and complaining because they were getting paid to stay at home. Right. Well, now that unemployment's gone, people are a little pissed off that they lose that 600. Yeah, I know right. the, the Heels Act are trying to get the additional 200 back to people, but right. still, but that ain't like, that 600 they were used to. Yeah, but it's like you shouldn't have been bitching and complaining about staying at home when you were getting 600. I wouldn't give your ass the 600 extra dollars neither if you were bitching and complaining about a haircut. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and take this 200. I'll say if I didn't have to if I didn't have to go to work, I got to stay home. I would have loved that. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. not getting to work this entire summer. I won't work once. It sucks. Yeah, you want to? Can you tell us? Because so these, I think these guys kind of know what you do, but kind of not. Can you just kind of oh, tell sure. us what you do? Yeah, I work undercover at uh, concerts and sporting events in Colorado, basically, like mostly around Denver. And so right now, there are no concerts or sporting events. So me and my 18 agents are really bored. Too bad you didn't have uh, the chain smokers as a uh, contract. No, <laughs> yeah, no last shit, thing right? I want. Oh idiots. my god! I don't know if you right guys now, saw like, that. We talked about it last even night. Think about doing a concert or a sporting event with with live people. There's no way. There's just no way. It's insane. When we talked about that last night, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is – I didn't know until you guys told me last night about the chain smokers, and I pulled it up. Yeah. And I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. Bunch of idiots. It's all right. Hopefully – are they from the United States? I don't know anything about them. <laughs> I don't either. I hope not. Purpose. Right. Um, so, uh, I know – what, uh, Jeff, because I know you're going to share some stories – um, and are yours primarily with like concerts and, or football or some other things? What, uh, what do you mean concert or football? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've done all kinds of different sports in different I mean, with the capacities. stories you want, with the oh, stories sure. you wanted to share, were they, are they primarily from concerts or a particular no. sport or sports? Beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, I have concert stories until <laughs> forever, but, uh, yeah, for here, I've got, I've got sports stuff. Beautiful. Love it. Um, I, I, like, I've heard a few of them. I know I haven't. You, you're saving them. I'm like, Jeff can just go. You can just talk about whichever ones you want. So we can kind of break just this tell up. Tell me a what bit. sport we're on, and I'll, I'll <laughs> jump in with, with any story I have for that sport. Well, do you have anything for golf? Yeah, but it's a weird one. All right. So uh, in a past life, I was a biologist. I actually worked at the Toledo Zoo for about eight years. And uh, we – there was a golf outing big like charity event and the zoo was a sponsor. So every like third hole you had people like me out there with a physical animal for people to come up and see and take photos with as they were playing their holes through. 
And uh, in between the rounds, <laughs> I would put this owl I was holding, a little screech owl, into its box, and I'd just wait for the next people to come up. Uh, we were right next to a water hole, and, uh, and uh, I looked over at the shore, and there was this huge soft-shelled turtle. Um, which are absolute assholes. When they bite, they lock jaw. They're terrible. But I went chasing it and uh, jumped and dove accidentally halfway into the water. So the photos of me with the screech owl were really interesting going forward for the charity event. Got called into HR for that one. And uh, most of them were with my hand bleeding because it took us almost 15 minutes to get that turtle off my hand. That's it. You were talking about that lockjaw with the turtle. It reminds me of an ex-girlfriend I had. Like, oh, bite yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no. The, uh, Don't bite little Elvis. <laughs> right. I love that. The uh, <laughs> What's that? I, I want you real quick, tell that one. It's my favorite story you tell about the seal. Oh, at the zoo. Yeah, we had a, <laughs> we had a seal named Neptune, and Neptune was a Navy seal. And people are always like, that's gimmicky, but he actually – was a Navy SEAL, he, uh, he was trained to take uh, tools and stuff down to divers because they don't have to worry about decompression. So he was actually trained to go up to the boat. He had a, a satchel on him. They would put on him whatever the diver needed at that time, and he would take it down to him. So when he retired, uh, he retired at the Toledo Zoo, and he was huge. I mean, this was a massive SEAL. So he was the beach master, meaning everybody else just kind of stayed out of his way. He was blind. And I primarily worked with polar bears, but the seals were right there. And I did a lot with seals too. <laughs> and uh, I, I would go into the indoor exhibit and I'm sure you guys have been to the zoo down there. Um, and I'd be watching my polar bears and more times than I can count, I would have like a mother come up to me and they, they talk underneath their breath and they tap me and go, sir, do you work here? And I'd be like, no, I like this uniform is just fashion. And uh, they'd be like, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, I think you have a seal over here that has died. Now, Neptune was a Navy SEAL. He, they slow their heart rate down. He could hold his breath far long, longer than any SEAL I'd ever seen. We're talking upwards of 15 seconds or minutes. So I would, uh, uh, being me, I wouldn't explain that to them. I would run to the glass and pound on it and scream, no, it's his birthday. <laughs> I made him a fish cake. And I'd just get everybody freaking out, almost to the point of tears. And then I'd be like, nah, stick around. He'll come up for air. On the third time that happened, HR brought me in for the third time. I, I, this was my third trip into HR for angry calls and letters. And uh, they threatened to fire me. And she laughed the whole time because she knew how fucking hilarious it is that I was doing this. And the letters were hilarious. But also, she was getting enough complaints that they were going to can me. So I had to stop. <laughs> yeah. My God, with the seals. I remember you told me that the first time. I was dying. just Because I, I know you very well. And I can just picture you doing this. So it, it makes it even funnier that I can picture you doing this. I had so many of these moms just start hitting me out of frustration. <laughs> but I'd be like, nah, he's good. If he dies, he floats. <laughs> and you tell him, here's your education for the day. If he's dead, I'll float. <laughs> Beautiful. The um, Thank you for sharing those two. Um, sure. Last week, Bear, what was our what was our tournament? What happened in the tournament last week? 
Uh, last week was the 3M tournament up in Minnesota. Um, Michael Thompson won. I think he hasn't won in a few years on tour. Shot 19 under. Um, Adam Long, 17 under was second. There were nine guys that tied for third at 16. Um, and then the next couple, they had a few guys at um, 14 under there tied for 12. But, yeah, it was uh, – honestly, I did not watch any of the tournament. So I can't tell you much about it, but I do know that um, Michael Thomas, from what I read, played very well um, the whole Thompson. week. Thompson. Thomas is the receiver in New Orleans. Well, I mean, he could have. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. He wasn't out there, but it's a very common name, Michael Thomas, Michael Thompson, all of the above. Um, he made the cut. I bet he did. Better than my guy fared. <laughs> Better than my guy fared as well. Well, better than uh, Parrot's guy who didn't even play. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> so he had two people last week then technically that didn't if we didn't get him off Kyle Larson. Yeah, we did get him off mm-hmm. Kyle Larson, but as you see at Matsuyama, who did not play, so you get a 69. Uh, that was a cut last week. Was there anybody – because I saw what Long – he went in – he had a strong final day, seven under on that final day. Yeah, like you said, again, I, I did not watch. I mean, he he had three – he was three strokes better than the leader and still finished two off. So, that just shows you how well Thompson played all week to get to that point. But, I mean, Long had a good weekend uh, Saturday, Sunday. He shot 15 under both those days. So, very impressive to get him up to second there. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I, uh, I did not get to catch any of the tournament. So, unfortunately, I can't do that good of analysis – um, and then this week they're doing they're playing the world, a world golf classic event, the FedEx St. Jude, which um, is it's it's played in Memphis. I'm pretty positive at the TPC Southwind. You are correct. And it's one of those that uh, for the longest time it was just the FedEx St. Jude Classic, but they made it a world golf classic to make it a bigger tournament and get more turnout there, which is good for them. Obviously, they do a lot of good with St. Jude throughout the week here as well. So it's been a long – I think it's one of the longest tournaments on tour. I mean, we're talking since, like, I think the 70s and the 80s they've played this tournament. The so, uh, Can you just explain real quick, like, when it was regular versus WGC, like what that entails and what that means? Yeah, so the World Golf Classic only pulls – I think it's like the top 82 golfers, I want to say. And I don't know if that's exactly what they're doing this week because I haven't got to research this but I'm seeing names on here of people that I don't recognize. So I think that uh, maybe not, maybe it is the top 82 or top 100, something like that in the world. Cause it doesn't look like a very long list. Um, but yeah, if obviously people who don't play, they'll go down the list. So uh, for example, Tiger's not playing this week. If he's fifth in the world, obviously that pulls him out. And then now we go down to 83 and it keeps going. So this week, there should not be a cut. I think everyone plays the entire week. It's usually how the World Golf Classics work. Um, but if it was just a normal tournament, you'd have the normal 156 guys with a cut midway through sort of deal. So there should be no cut this week. Um, but obviously, there's still a chance to finish 69th, 80th, something along those lines. You just hope you don't at that point. Yeah, definitely not. All right. So um... – Brandon, or well, the updated standings. So uh, Cody Bryant had Charles Howell or Thurston Howell the third last week, finished third. Nice. Brandon had Matt Wolf. He finished twelfth, and then me and Bears guys missed the cut, and Jake's didn't even play. 
but he still gets the same. I'm, I think we need to change that. Where if you get if you pick a guy that doesn't even play now, it's different if they withdraw before we even get there because DJ Johnson. withdrew. Right. Yeah, at least he played. <laughs> but, now this is twice now that that Parrot has taken somebody. Daniel Berger was actually a different one, and he got uh, mis. In the future, we just might have to be an automatic hundo if you pick a person that it's <laughs> not even playing. You got to do your homework. It's all right. We'll give Parrot some. We'll give him a little leeway this time around. So updated standings: thirty-two point nine for Bear in the lead, thirty-six point eight for me, forty point two for Jake, forty point six for Brandon, and forty-two point nine for Cody. We're in the thirties. That's a little rough this year. I think we were we were all pretty much in the teens or twenties last year, right? Yeah, but, oh, yeah. But we pick guys multiple times. This is the first – I forgot. This is the first time that we actually pick guys. You get them one time, and that's it. Until – did we say for the whole year, right? So even through the FedEx Cup. Uh, yeah, that is correct. Yes. Okay. So, Bear, uh, you are first up this week, still in the lead. Who's your pick? Well, I've had two missed cuts. And, again, I, I don't think there is a cut this week. So, luckily, I'll make the cut. But um, I need to get back on a better train here. So, I'm going to pull out a big dog, and I'm going to go with uh, Rory McIlroy. He um, – I want to say he finished fourth here last year. Mistaken. So, yeah, so, he finished tied, tied fourth here last year. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull one of them out. I wanted to save him for one of the majors, but there are only three this year, not four. And I got a plethora of other guys I can use there. So I'm going to go with Rory here. They got um, rid of the Open this year, right? Yeah, they're, for whatever reason, because the women just played there last week. So I don't understand that, but it is what it is. I like that pick. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who's played hot for quite a long time. I mean, he's, he missed a cut here and there, but uh, now, finally, since he's shot under. But I'm going to take Daniel Berger this week. Plays well at this course. So, Brandon uh, – well, actually, Parrot is taking – you haven't said really a word yet, so you can just tell us who you're picking. <laughs> Send me reading it. I'm going with Phil this week, and Phil Mickelson, and I did luck he is playing. So, <laughs> there's my homework on that. Yeah, Jeff, just so you know, like, Jake is our Jason to your show. Oh, poor Jake. <laughs> Uh, and he was so thrilled about Jeopardy that he got Hulk Hogan's trunks yellow. <laughs> but, yep, poor Jake. And then uh, Brandon took Terrell Hatton. And, Cody Bryant, who are you taking? Uh, Webb Simpson. Ooh, pulling out a big one. Webb Simpson, you never know. You just got to hope he plays well. It's the week he plays well. So, good pick with Webb Simpson. Well, we got to thank – uh, Brandon at allwearclothing, allwearclothing.com. You can get in touch with him. He can help you out, get you some shirts. He got us some shirts, some koozies, some stickers recently. He can help you out with sweatpants, lingerie, hammocks, whatever you need, hats. Uh, I know Jeff ordered a hat from – I can't remember where he ordered it, but it was a sweet hat for the grown-ups. That thing was pretty sweet. That yeah, you guys got for you guys. Um Brandon from Allwear does similar things. I haven't had him do anything like that for us. He's, he's kind of focused really on the shirts, and we had our NWO OTL shirts recently made for the last show, and he's always helped us out and took care of us when we go in there and order from him. So we've got to thank Brandon. Allwear Clothing. Visit him, allworkclothing.com. All right, so NASCAR this week is – well, we had 
we had last week, I know we, we had a race in Kansas and I think Denny Hamlin won that one too. Pretty sure Denny won. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. The guy's dominating this year. I think that's what his sixth win this year. I think so. Yeah. Five or six. And who was Harvick second again? Oh, he dropped back to fourth. Yeah, I think he finished fourth, right? So our guys, I mean, none of us finished in the top ten. The closest was Parrott, who had Kyle Busch in 11th. Uh, Cody had Suarez, who finished 30th. Of course, Austin Dillon, who I said would probably finish outside the top 20, was 27th. John Hunter Nemechek, uh, uh, kind of a pick for Bear that he was just hoping did well this week, finished 19th, so that was good for him. I'll take it. Clint Boyer was 14th, so updated standings. Jake is still in the lead in NASCAR, which is unbelievable to me. So he's at 207 total points, and Bear is at 213. So six points ahead, six position points ahead of him. I am. Uh, I looked earlier. I'm like 140 away from you guys, so I am four races out. I think I am officially done. Technically not, but, uh, yeah, you can count me out. Put a fork in me. I'm done. <laughs> so looks like – our guy, Jake, you're taking – who are you taking this week? Uh, I'm going with William Byron. I think uh, I think he finished fourth or fifth year last year. Um, going with him this week. Hopefully I can keep my lead on Bear. That's what you got to do. You uh, still – you won the first race of the year. It's still funny. I'm the only one – we all have a win at least. I'm the only guy with two wins, but I am far back in points because I either finished first, second, or 30th. So – not looking good this year for me. Where you're in second, who you got this week? I'm going to pull out a guy who's had a lot of success here and um, someone who should finish hopefully better than William Byron. That would be Matty D, Mr. D.B. Endetto. Matt DiBenedetto, good pick. We always root for him. He, he runs well here. Uh, Brandon took Michael McDowell. We'll see who he wrecks this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Cody Bryan, who you got? Uh, I got to try to look and see who I uh, – you know what? Tyler Reddick. I don't think I picked him yet. You have not. There you All go. All right. There you go. Tyler Reddick is a solid pick. I am going to go with Ryan Newman. Last two years he's finished in the top ten here. Let's hope he can still. I don't know if he's still – he hasn't been running hot. I mean, he's still probably suffering from that uh, Daytona crash back in February. Yeah, uh, I'm just waiting for him to run well. I think this is a track he can bounce back, get himself a top 10 or a top five. Of course, I'm hoping for that. But since I picked him, probably 35th. So, sorry, Ryan Newman, ahead of time if I jinx you. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you got any NASCAR stories or racing stories? No, I've never done anything with NASCAR or racing. I could figure you just busting a shitload of, like, people bringing in moonshine or some other shit in the races. <laughs> They allow it, though, so it's okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. that's why he's never worked NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing for me to do there. If anything, he'd be yelling at people like, oh, why are you not bringing in booze? What are you, stupid? Right. Get the fuck out. Yeah, but why that, uh, are you wearing a shirt on, under those overalls? Take <laughs> that shit off. But that that's needle not and... how you kick your dog? <laughs> that needle and spoon you have there, that's not good. <laughs> NASCAR people are way too poor for share. that. Yeah, they are way too poor for that. Uh, so, real quick on the NCAA, uh, I don't know if you guys saw what Ohio State's plans are for football this year, if they do have a season. Uh, 20% capacity is the limit. 20% big 
Face coverings required, physical distance required, no tailgating. Do you think we are actually going to get a season? Yes. There will be football this year. Do you think they'll, do you think they'll finish the season? Uh, yeah, I, I think that there's, there's going to, it's, it's going to be a little messed up, but there's going to be football this year. If they can play basketball, we're going to see how basketball goes. Basketball is going to be big because that's the closest sport you're going to get besides football. Um, and I've already seen some pretty big hits in preseason hockey so far. So we're going to see, but yeah. fo- football will be played this year. Now, if they don't play till October and only play a conference schedule, which it sounds like they will, that gives them an extra month to prep. So I, there's just no way there's no football this year. They're, the revenue lost off everything. No one cares at that point about health. The NCAA doesn't care about their student athletes. Don't lead, in, don't lead you to believe they do. They will play football this year. Yeah, NCAA, like we always said, money-hungry sport, money-hungry group, always about the money in NCAA. So. Well, and I, I can tell you from a security standpoint that the 20% capacity with maximum social distancing cannot and will not be enforceable. Yeah. The amount of people they would have to hire to come in and actually keep people at a distance who have been drinking or not, not even drinking, just, just that crowd mentality, it's not possible. So it's going to take very little time for there to be complaints or even just to see a boom come out of one of those events before there will be no spectators at all. What, uh, what do you, when you usually work a show, what is your usual ratio from agent to spectators? Um, what do you mean? So do you have like one agent per thousand people, 2000 people? Or? Oh, 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 for the spectators. Um, yes. yeah. So, uh, yes and no, I'll have, um, I'll have a certain amount of people per level, like, you know, level one, three, five, um, I'll have certain agents out there doing stuff. It's not per, per people. It's more per section, um, which is dope. And then uh, I do like all the player protection and, and making sure after the game, they get walked out to lot Z and into their cars and shit. Nice. What's the, uh, speaking of that, just on a, cause you, have you had to deal with college football out there in Colorado? Uh, yeah. Just, um, just up at, at Boulder to see you. Okay. So what's like the, the craziest story you got from a college football standpoint? Oh, shit. I mean, I've seen people do really dumb things to try to get to areas that they shouldn't get to inside of a stadium, um, including like trying to climb up over things that you would need a ladder for. It's hilarious. Um, obviously, you know, fights and stupidity there. Um, uh, we've had people try to bring – weapons through security i mean just the dumbest shit and usually since we're undercover we can get on shit faster than anyone else yeah what's uh so when you what do you would you rather work a football game or a concert 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 for security absolutely yeah um a concert everyone is on the same side everyone who bought that ticket is there to see those bands uh, in football, man, when one team's getting their ass kicked, the shit hits the fan. Because in college, what uh, what's what is that biggest rivalry out there for college football at Boulder? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I don't Colorado, know anything about Colorado their, their State, team. Something like that. Sure. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, like you don't know. You just know they're they're opposing teams. You're just like fuck them. <laughs> I, I'm just there to make sure nobody gets stupid. <laughs> Love it. Um, so for NFL, 
we've had guys start opting out for the year. So the first one, the first guy, I found this interesting, and I was actually with Jeff when we found this out. First guy that opted out was Chiefs, the Super Bowl defending champ, uh, Kansas City Chiefs starting right yeah. guard, Laurent DuVernay Tardif, who is actually has a doctorate in medicine. He is the first person to season, which means if he got released or traded or anything else, doesn't matter. He can't play for this whole season unless they change the rules later on, which we'll see what happens. It probably depends on how many guys actually opt out. Um, but he he's not going to play. And I found it just I'm like that, the little irony behind that, that the guy that has a doctorate in medicine is the yep. first guy to opt out from the team that is heavily favored to win the Super Bowl this year again. Well, at least he can check himself for concussions. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I, I, I've seen it. just had six guys opt out. Yeah, that's a Bill Belichick plan. Including uh, what? Including uh, was it Hightower? Dante Hightower, and, yep. And uh, Dante Hightower. Patrick and, Chung. Um, who was there? Uh, the corner. Who Patrick the corner? Chung. No, he's a was he an inside linebacker, I think. Well, didn't he opt out, though, too? Yeah, he opted out, too. Hightower's linebacker. Chung is the safety. Or, yeah, I thought Chung was the safety. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Who are the freaking – who are the corners? Uh – is McCourty uh, still there? I think he's still there. I think he. I think he's still playing. McCourty, uh, really? I think so. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm trying to look it up and see and see who else opted out. Uh, I know Devin Funches for Green opted out, but nobody okay. cares. Right. <laughs> Uh, Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung, Brandon Bolden, Bolden Danny yeah. Vitell, Najee Torin. Yeah, well, it's just some other guys yeah. that have opted out. So, like John Atkins, the defensive tackle for the Lions, Damian Williams, running back from Kansas City, he opted out. Another Kansas City guy, right? Drew Forbes, Drake Dorback, both of Cleveland, Nate Solder for the Giants. He should just retire. It freaking swinging gate of a lineman he is. Marquise Goodwin, though, one of the new receivers in, for the Eagles. Hmm. I'm not going to catch anything anyways. Yeah. Just the coronavirus, but now he won't. Maybe. <laughs> he probably still will, outside of that. Well, there's quite a few guys that have opted out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know a, a wide receiver from, from Dallas did, but he won't ever play. He was some undrafted free agent. Yeah, Stephen Goodry. Yeah, there was another one from the Cowboys, too, who was um, – So that guy – like, right. So that guy will not get that $150,000 payoff, but he gets his $10,000 signing bonus. And I think you said Brandon Bolden, right, Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Kennedy, the corner. Yeah, the Dallas one they just signed, so – Another three million dollars in cap room they can save. Right. Get it to Dak. That's all they got to do. Yeah, I. Um, I mean, like you said, I don't know the exact rules behind that. If they're just opting out for now, or if it's for the whole year, or what they're going to do. Well, they opt out, they're done. Yeah, it's the whole That's year. It. They can't. Yeah, I mean, it. they can't back off of it. They have it. What yeah, August first? No. I think August first. No. It's a, after August first, they're done. 
Okay, so it's still Saturday then, and that's yeah. so, so they August could probably 2nd, change their mind. Right, so they could probably change their mind between now and then, but after that, yeah, you're no going back. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I respect anyone's decision to do that. It just doesn't make sense when they still have another month and a half till the season starts, and there's a lot of different ways that you know this can be helped. You know, you're you're going to tell me that these large mask or uh, face mask distributors and helmet distributors can't come up with some sort of uh, mechanism to hold that and to let the players breathe. It, it's, it's ridiculous. They got to have something. And if they don't, then I guess I need to be working on something because I can think <laughs> of things that they could do to cover up that face mask and still let them breathe to where the I mean, I, most I'd of them are advisors anyways. Right. I'd probably feel a little bit nervous too, though. If all they come up with is the face mask though, I mean, as a, as the, as a league, that the only thing that they've come up with so far, you know, is a face mask. I don't know. I'd probably be kind of worried about that too. When uh, I guess there's something, there's been reports coming out now about COVID that it, it has, um, even after you recover, there's a lingering effect on your lung capacity after the fact. So, I mean, you got to think when you're out there playing football, you know, you need that you know, probably in, in football more than any of the other sports. So, I mean, besides you know, NBA, which is the closest right. contact there's going to be, and they're not going to wear masks. Right. Well, and the NFL is not even requiring that mask. They got those face shields right, and masks yeah. ready for them, and they're not even going to require it. Yeah, they're not even requiring them, you know, and it's, you know, kind of like NFL is kind of like Major League Baseball. You know, it's like you had – you guys had plenty of time, and yet you don't have any type of plan. But then, you know, on the flip side of that, they didn't necessarily have much of a plan because if us, you know, as the U.S. as a country would have done what they were supposed to do and had our shit together, you know, there really wasn't much of a need for a plan by the time baseball and football season started. So, you know, right now they're kind of just going by the seat of their pants trying to figure out what to do. And it's not... Yeah, and it's not necessarily looking good, you know, if all you've come up with so far is a visor and, you know, basically a screen to cover your mouth. Well, hopefully, I mean, they're not even mandating it, so it's like, you know, what do they do? I mean, if they're going to send kids back to school, might as well play an NFL season at this point. Nobody cares anymore. It's what our country has come to. Whatever, send all the kids back or send them back part-time. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite one. Send them back for two days. The point is to try to stop a spread. <laughs> so right. two days is going to stop the spread. They go two days. Other kids go two days. And they have a Monday to clean. That's okay. what ours is set up as. But as a biologist, let me let me tell you some things there. One, this is, the like, the perfect virus because, I mean, look at, at the Spanish flu or even bubonic. I mean, the gestation period was 48 hours. You would catch it, and within 48 hours, you knew if you had it. The fact that this is a 14-day gestation period, you could that's why they say quarantine for two weeks. On and off again every other day with these kids means absolutely nothing. Right. Right. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. And then it, 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 we were talking earlier about how, you know, maybe by October and blah, 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 like all of, all of the us 
that are looking at it from the other side are terrified of a mutation. Right. We don't even have an, mm-hmm. anybody's or a, 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 a vaccine for this strain. Imagine if it got worse. Right. And who knows what will happen when it gets cold? That's when they mutate. Right. That's where it's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm like, if it's already this bad in the summer and we're going to get to the uh, winter, because what's going to happen, they go to school, which, you know, I was all for my school for a little bit because they need that human, but at what risk and at what cost? And so I'm like, I'm almost, and we do have the option to have them go, you know, fully online. It's still an option. We'll talk about it, but what's going to happen is, as we know, they're going to go back to school and there's going to be a case within a week and then they're going to, what are they going to do? All of that planning and prep work will just be for nothing. And they'll just go right back to, well, I guess, guess we'll do this from home. Yep. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It's uh, who knows? It's a, it's a nightmare to say the least. I mean, it's wrecked a lot of different things. A lot of people staying at home, have to stay at home. I mean, I've seen seen Jeff. What I've seen you at least twice this year now, two or three times. <laughs> yeah, a few times. <laughs> yeah. Usually, I'm gone all summer. Right. Same here. Usually, I'd be gone by now. But the one thing exactly. that this is this has helped us, and I know it's helped your guys' podcast, is now we can do Zoom. And so, when I do go on the road next year, or a year after, whenever shows happen again, we'll be able to still do our shows. Yeah, for and sure. Same same when Bear's gone, or Cody's gone, or Jake disappears and flies south for the winter. Same thing. It'll be good. So, um, Redskins. I don't think we covered this. the uh, The Redskins, or formerly formerly the Redskins, have a new name: the Washington Football Team. Very creative. <laughs> Do you think they're actually going to come up with a mascot or name besides the Washington Football Team? I hope not. I It'll hope it's George just Washington. Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope it just stays at the the George Washington apple pickers, apple tree cutters, apple pies, anything along that line. That's that that is typical Dan Snyder right there. There's nothing, nothing, no creatism. Nothing. I was I was really hoping for the Washington orange skins with that Trump logo. That's really what I was rooting for. (laughs) He might well he wouldn't have went for it. I'm not orange. This is Cheeto dust. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Cody? Washington football team. Well, I'd say Washington generals, but those losers, uh, they actually get paid better to lose than the the Washington football team. So, right. uh, (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. It's so bad. They're so dysfunctional. I, I, I I have no idea what they would even call themselves. Well, there there was that one, and I guess it could still happen. What was it, the Washington Sentinels? Throwing it back to the replacements? Man, they might as well use it. I'm surprised they didn't, you know, just go with the Washington Whiteskins. That could have happened. Sorry, I was trying not to cough and laugh into the mic. But, yeah, you're right. Washington Senators, Washington... Trumps, you know, something ridiculous. Washington litigators, because they're going to be in court with litigating all these sexual harassment complaints for the next few years. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Pedophilia elite, nothing better. That's what what runs a whole bunch of pedophiles. 
Yeah, I was looking back at Dan Snyder. Uh, he bought the team when he was like 35. My real quick, yeah. my my favorite uh, two arrests last year were pedophiles. And I've had to have three foot surgeries since I broke a bone off in one of their asses. And it still was totally worth that. Those arrests, it was great. Assholes. <laughs> yeah. I like it when they fight. Yeah, it's the best. The Alex Smith, uh, this is good news. We can finally bring good news here, was cleared by his surgical team for full football activity. Is he still on the Washington football team's roster? Yeah. I don't know. I have an Alex Smith story. Oh, I would love to hear this. So preseason, the Niners were in Denver playing. And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, TSA actually will bring a bus and a x-ray machine metal detector right to the stadium after a game. And they will scan everybody in their luggage onto the bus and then agents ride the bus straight to an airplane, put them on it, and go. Because bringing them in through the airport just creates this huge issue with everything. So we're, we're standing around all of the players, uh, making sure that workers and, and the, the, different, the different jobs in there weren't coming up to the players to try and harass them while we're getting them on their bus. And uh, we had our backs to the players, kind of had them circled, and – out of nowhere, I just took this gnarly hit to the back of the head, like hard. And I was like, what the fuck? And I, <laughs> I turned to, you know, probably take someone down. And Alex Smith is standing there. He had this big fucking backpack on his back. And he had whipped around to talk to someone and just fucking clocked me. <laughs> and so he looked at me. He goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Are you okay? And he, like, gives me this quick hug and backs up. And I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm good. Thanks for the, the head check there. He goes, holy shit, man. I'm so sorry. And then he turned around, like, all of them were just started making fun of him. <laughs> just Gotta love that. Me. That's, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he had that gruesome injury and then going through surgery and everything else. I mean, it was life-threatening at a point for him. And it's nice to see that he's able to come back and Absolutely. Uh, give a lot of people inspiration. Um, and then, like, Ron Rivera has said, the coach of the Washington football team, that if he passes his physical, he's part of the equation. I mean – do you have no choice. Right. I know they don't. <laughs> you got to make him inspirational. But do you think he could actually beat out Dwayne Haskins for the starting job? Sure. Yeah. Sure he can. <laughs> I, that would – honestly, that would, be, that would be best for Washington because they need somebody for Haskins to learn behind, and who better than Alex Smith? I mean, obviously – Okay, that was a dumb question. It could be Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. But with the team that he has, who better than Alex Smith to be there, you know, a veteran who's been there, who's uh, been to the Super Bowl, right? Has he not yep. gone to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I oh, mean, he has. The Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, a guy who has a lot of experience and who hopefully can still play the game, we'll, we'll see. I mean, because you can imagine after an injury like that how tentative you're going to be. Um, so, Even more you know, than I, I think – I think it took well, – I don't know if he was that tentative. He was still running a lot. I think that stops. But, I mean, I, I almost compare it to Sean Livingston. Um, after he exploded his knee, he was very tentative the first couple of years he came back and then obviously got with Golden State, came into his own again and became a great six-man there um, and honestly carried them that first championship um, with his veteran leadership as Curry choked like normal. Um, but, yeah, sorry, what do you Jeremy. Mean? That's, that's Curry saved. Curry led him to that title. What yeah. are you talking about? 
Sean, Sean Livingston saved that title. That's, everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, who, actually, who actually watched the games and didn't just right. watch the ESPN highlights afterwards. But, Sorry, Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, that would be – I didn't say that. I just I said it for people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, yeah, but I'll, get, I'll get bitched at for that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, Sean Livingston, he changed his whole game. Yep, and that's what Alex I mean, No more running. Yeah. He needs to be a pocket passer and, uh, you know, be able to stand in there. Or if he does, he needs to be able to, you know, get down. He needs to get rid of the ball. Make sure – exactly, exactly. He's take less hits. Well, I can't really say get rid of the ball. He never really got hit much. That was just kind of a – that was more of a freak accident than more yeah, than was, anything else. Scary. I mean, Alex Smith was never, you know, a terrible quarterback. Like, he – you know, he's probably – he's not a Hall of Famer, but he was still, you know, an above-average quarterback. Absolutely. He was a yeah, exactly. He was above average game manager. In yep. the nicest sense. And that was that's not a knock. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being right. a game manager if you win games. And that's what he did. Right. He won yeah, he won games. He didn't throw deep that often, but he he's actually, not gonna be you know, he won games, yeah. He's not gonna have huge stats. He's not gonna go for four fifty and five touchdowns. Right. But, but he's not go gonna for, throw five picks either. Yeah, he so. can go seventeen for twenty three, two touchdowns, uh, you know, and have a couple you know, mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30 yards rushing and be just okay. Yep, and you're you're right there. I mean, his career stats, he has 193 touchdowns passing, 101 interceptions, 34,000 passing yards, uh, 62% completion percentage. What do you think his passer rating is? I'd say it's got to be at least in the hundreds. I'd say like 105 that's that's super high. I was gonna say like eighty three or something. Barrett? Seventy four. Eighty seven. Very yeah. good. Yeah, one hundred five is pretty damn high there, uh, Cody Bryant. I'm like, damn, you're Dude, going pretty high on this. Well, he averages what like six yards a, an attempt. I mean, thirty four thousand passing yards. Pretty. He threw it a little further each time. Well, I mean, they get yards after catch. He. He did have good receivers. You know, a quarterback still gets credit for those yards, too. Right, yeah. Um, so, Aaron Rodgers, just looking at career, Aaron Rodgers is highest with 102. That's the highest. Russell Wilson, 101. Drew Brees, 98. Tony Romo, 97. Is uh, the highest QBR ratings of all time. So just keep that in mind. Now in completion percentage, uh, Drew Brees is one. Kirk Cousins is two. Chad Pennington at third. Dak is fourth. Dak is fourth, but that's because he throws Chad check downs. <laughs> yeah, Chad Pennington. Romo's even up there in his top ten. Every pass. Uh, <laughs> see, this is what cracks me up. Uh, Kurt Warner, Steve Young, and there's three guys up there that, um, like, Norm Brocklin, Sig Luckman, and Otto Graham is number one. But Steve Young is fourth, Kurt Warner fifth, Tony Romo is sixth. So, Tony Romo's in, like, all of these categories, top ten categories. Kurt Warner don't even know what the hell a check down is. (laughs) No. (laughs) Just bomb it out each time. Someone will catch it. Tory Tory Holder, Isaac Bruce, one of them will get it. Who has all time? Who has the best interception percentage? Still a current player, actually. As in, like the lowest, I would imagine. Correct. Yep. 
I'd say probably a Russell Wilson, maybe. He is wild sometimes. He's sixth. Um, current quarterback. I feel like it's something. I feel like, like what? Like Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> right, Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't really do correct risks. He don't take none whatsoever. Yeah, it's quite a bit. He's at 1.39 percentage. Next is Carson Wentz, actually, at 1.7. And that don't count because he gets hurt half the season. That is correct. <laughs> Dak's actually up there at 174. Colin Kaepernick, but he only threw 1,600 passes, so Dak and Carson have thrown past him. But Tom Brady's up there, 1.79. He's thrown almost 10,000 passes, 179 picks. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is at 6,000 passes, 84 picks in his career. So not bad. Hell, Nick Foles is up there, but he's only thrown 1,600 passes too, so that doesn't count. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you have any good Dana Stubblefield stories, but uh, he was convicted of rape on Monday. Now he's facing 15 to life. Nope. So I, don't <laughs> I don't know if you have anything from him in the 49ers. Not at all. What, uh, <laughs> what, do, what do you think, Cody? Dana's uh, going to prison. Who's going to prison? Dana Stubblefield. Damn, he's still alive, huh? Yeah, he was just convicted <laughs> of rape on Monday. <laughs> yeah, he was decent like the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, I'm pretty sure he played for the Redskins at one point, too. Another great player coming out of that organization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He spent most of his time with, what, the Niners, right? Yeah. I think so. Well, you know, he'll at least be able to protect himself if he accidentally drops the soap. <laughs> He's, Maybe. Uh, Accidentally. And fantastic. You are correct, Barry. He spent four years with the Niners. Then he went to the Redskins for three seasons, back to the Niners for two, then to Oakland, then to New England on the off-season practice squad. But he did win a Super Bowl, Super Bowl Twenty Nine. So that was uh, San Francisco in 94 because Dallas won 30 in 95. So very good for them. Uh, sorry for Dana. I mean, but if you rape somebody, you should go to jail. Yes, I, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, what about did you guys happen to see of Terrell Owens? 46-year-old T.O. cut up, racing Tyreek Hill in a 100-yard dash. Tyreek started, I think, 100 yards away, and I think T.O. was 10 or 20 yards ahead of him to start and run this 100-yard. We all know Tyreek Hill is fast, but T.O. Mm -hmm. still was ahead of him at the end. I'm like, holy shit. Because T.O. is going to be 6'4", 250 at age 85 and still be right. more jacked than I will ever be in my entire life. Right. Yeah, he that was incredible to see. He, he was – he's still jacked up. Looks like he's in his 30s. Could probably play somewhere uh, if he really wanted Should have still been playing somewhere. Yeah, he could play now. I think he just yeah, might try he to come back. should have been playing. Right. Come back at 50 just to prove a point. I figure – you know, it's sad that, like, people couldn't figure out a way to get along with him somehow, you know. Like, I don't know. Like, that's – Tony Romo know, did, man. That's his quarterback. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's easily the best wide receiver Tony Romo's ever had. Yeah, yeah, he was good, man. Easily. Yeah, and definitely. But what like, about Terry Glenn, man? You can't forget Terry Glenn. Man, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> fucking with it. I'm hating on Terry Glenn. 
Look, all I, I ain't gonna say nothing because he's not here to beat my ass. So I ain't gonna say nothing about Terry Glenn. You can hate on Terry Glenn all you want. No, we cannot hate on Terry Glenn. R.I.P. He's not. Yeah, Terry Glenn's not with us anymore. Yes, what? he is. Yes, he no. is. No, no, he's Glenn. not. Terry Glenn, Glenn, no. This one is Terry Glenn. Oh, you're right. He died in seventeen. Yeah. You are. Yeah, I forgot he's not with us anymore, He did man. die. What? Yeah. I forgot yeah, he died three years ago. Anymore. I forgot right. all about that. Yeah, him and him and David Boston, the two wide receivers, I will never talk bad on. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, he had that rollover traffic accident. Yeah. I forgot all about that. I was like, wait, he's dead? Oh, yeah, it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. You can see how much I remember. I still don't remember seeing that. I know. Yeah, uh, man. All I, the most recent death I know of is Regis Feldman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Roll Reg. Yep. And he was just on, uh, they're doing uh, Celebrity Jeopardy this week, and he was on Monday's episode. Carol Burnett and Donna Mills. Pretty good. The, uh, if you watch that, Celebrity Jeopardy is this week, and they and speaking of which, they just started uh, going back to recording again, or they're getting ready to. So it'll be nice to see Alex back out there recording and doing his thing. He did say uh, he does wear a hairpiece now, but he'll wear it. He'll take it off in the house, but outside the house, he will always have it on. So, that guy's fucked. I mean, he'll feel like he could beat anything. That's awesome. <laughs> Alex, I wear a hair piece. Yeah, me too. <laughs> the hat. <laughs> oh no, I I never was able to grow pubic hair. So for the ladies, I actually wear a hair piece. There, it's cool. It's like a loincloth. Classy. <laughs> that is classy. Love it. The um, so Miles Garrett, his uh, record contract for defensive player lasted twelve days. Joey Bosa got his five-year, $135 million deal and extension. He is now the 12th highest paid player in the NFL. Only 11 quarterbacks are ahead of him. Is Joey worth it? If he stays healthy. To the Chargers, yeah. And uh, he's what, uh, you said the 10th highest paid He's 12. 12, so he'd be what, like the 50th player in the – NBA or, or major leagues? Yeah, he's making a <laughs> seven mil a year, right? I mean, hell, Jimmy G, Tannehill, Matt Ryan, Dak, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes are all ahead of him. My favorite thing is he's getting twenty-seven mil a year, and the guy that's number one is still making more than double he is. We're pretty damn close. Eh, well, Bosa hasn't led the Chargers to a Super Bowl yet, so. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Once he gets there, then he'll deserve some more money. I'm sure he'll get it. But there is uh, there is one guy, I think one person this year, that is having a, uh, having a great 2020. That has to be Patrick Mahomes. You know, Super Bowl, MVP, he's uh, – signed a contract for 503 million essentially and now he's a part owner of the Kansas City Royals. Like that's crazy. Yeah, he got that he joined that that ownership group. I don't know if anybody on here saw the percentage he's he's uh gotten ownership, but I'm like that's just incredible. Nope. 
But it's a smart investment on your money being that young. Yeah. Because he's, what, 24? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially yep. down the line when you can buy some of those partners out and own more of it. Oh, yeah. It's right. very, very smart. Mm-hmm. He's getting what? What was his uh, guaranteed money? Was it like 140 Something like that. Yeah. Guaranteed? He, he still don't have enough money yet. No. Yeah. He's he not going to be able to buy anybody out. Oh, he'll get that money. We ain't worried about that. He's going to be making that's, that money. Nothing that, that's just NFL money. Uh, let's check out his endorsements and see how much money he really has. <laughs> right. He got plenty. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. What's funny is, I don't know. This is screwy. So I just plugged in my phone. It was at 15%. I just now plugged it in, and it went to 77. How does that happen? <laughs> it was an immediate jump to 77. It's probably kind of why Apple life. has to pay a whole bunch of people out for their lot, their battery life. It's a Google. That's my point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. I love mine. So yours yeah, will happen in three years. Yeah, it was just weird. I literally Android. plugged it in for a second. And one second, it went from 15 to 77. That's never happened. Maybe a jolt of electricity. Yeah, I'm going to assume your battery's going bad, and that's a bad read. <laughs> yeah, that is a bad read. Oh, God, that's not good. Um, but – uh, with the issues with this, uh, what we're seeing in baseball right now with the Marlins specifically and already screwing up the uh, season and how they got to schedule games, how do you think – how is the NFL going to handle that when a team comes down with COVID and they got to travel from one uh, one stadium to another? you think they're going to have to reschedule a lot of games or what happens? I don't know. Somebody's going to die with the NFL. Like – One's going to die. Somebody's going to die in the NFL. As bad as they handle it. Hell, as bad as the major leagues has handled what they're doing. I mean, you have, like, the Marlins can't even field a team. That's one team, though. They had, what, four more guys test positive? So they're up they to, weren't doing anything this year anyway. Just kick them out. No, granted, they don't <laughs> field a – I mean, they don't field a major league team to begin with. But then you got to think, though, you know, just on like the con or the the contact tracing aspect of it. I mean, really, all it would have taken is one or two guys from each team of those contact tracings test positive, and you know, it could have been a lot worse than just you know seventy five percent of the Marlins. I mean, they played the Phillies, who played the Braves, and I think the Braves they played the Mets. Um, I'm trying to think who else the Mets played. Well, as so long far. as you're not the, uh, as long yeah, as they're yeah. not like the Dodgers and the and the uh, Astros and try to have a benches clearing brawl, that would be great. Oh God, yeah, freaking, oh my gosh, sensitive ass baseball players again. Yeah, we'll get. Oh, it. it's raining. We can't play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. So. We'll talk more about that. Jeff, you got uh, you got a few good NFL stories for us? Oh, hell. Yeah. Um, shit, where'd it go? Uh, gnarly fights. Uh, the Raiders fans are the worst. Um, I. Uh, you think they get I, better now that they're in Vegas? Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I think they're going to attract a new fan base. We'll see what, what happens to the diehard Raiders fans. Um, I mean, we've had the stupidest drunk 
we I had a a woman beat or a, a girl. She was like seventeen beating on this old man, and it turns out the old man pushed. Try to follow here. Pushed this younger chick's boyfriend off of the older man's daughter. Okay, so there's two couples here: old man and his daughter, <laughs> and then a couple. All right, the guy from the couple grabbed the other girl's ass from the old man and the girl in front of his girlfriend. So what <laughs> fucking hell just like broke loose, and uh, that was a Raiders game. And they were all Raiders fans. Of course, they were. All involved right, there right. were Raiders fans. <laughs> um, uh, I would say that I think Peyton is probably the nicest athlete. Ooh, I was going to say nicest athlete. I know, but that would be Gabriel Landeskog. Um, uh, but Peyton's phenomenal with his fans. We had both sides of that spectrum. Um, I'm not breaking any kind of news here that is going to come back to haunt me because it's well known that uh, that old uh, uh, holy shit the oh my god I'm like brain farting the GM for the uh, Broncos Elway Elway Jesus I kept going Elmer in my head <laughs> blue guy blue? From Elmer's. yeah well I mean he the Broncos are a horse yeah <laughs> And Elway is probably one, too. Elway is uh, hands down the biggest dick I've ever met in sports. And then, that surprise me. Oh, he's terrible. He, he, he is terrible to his fans, his staff. He made us put a parking spot underneath the stadium for him so he would not have to walk past fans to get to his car. He just drives out, gives a little shitty wave, and he's gone. And then you have Peyton, who always, always, always signed autographs on the on the, the walk out to the Z lot where they park. Always, um, unless unless he had like his son on his shoulders, then um, I wouldn't let him get anywhere near the crowd because the kid could get grabbed or whatever. But um, my favorite with him was I I have to push him through the line. I have to. He'll sign something, and then I'll kind of reach up and, and move him, or I would. He's obviously not there now, to um to keep it going, or we'll be out there for five hours. And I had pushed him down about five feet, and this woman back where we had just been was um holding his jersey, and she yells. She's like three deep, though. She's back a little bit. She yells, Peyton, will you sign this for our charity? And Peyton turns and gives me that look, and I'm like, all right, come on. So I back up. He reaches over all these people grabs the jersey, lets her take a photo of him with it, and then photos of him signing it, I think on my back, if I remember correctly. He's very non-confrontational with his fans. Peyton's very, you know, hi, thank you so much. Like, it's it's weird to me because he's so outgoing in the commercials when he's acting, but yet with his fans, he's very, he's very polite. And anyway, he, he handed it back to this woman and he goes, I really hope you guys get as much money as you can. And I started pushing him again. And I'm just like, that's a class act. And that doesn't surprise me at all either. No, oh, and his wife's a total sweetheart. Like they're yeah, they're just they're good people. His personal bodyguard is ex CIA, and he's I'm not even joking. He's five foot three. And when like I first, must be when I first met, him, met him, the stadium security guy was standing next to me, and I'm like, 
this is his bodyguard. And he immediately like chuckled. He goes, go fuck with him. And I was like, wait, why? <laughs> he's like, he's at CIA. Like that's his personal guy. And I was like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I am good. This guy will freaking twister kick me in the face before I realize what's happened. <laughs> Damn. You can just picture that because Peyton's what, like 6'4"? Dude, his forehead's 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a tall dude, man. He's a tall guy. And just way cool to his fans. And when I get to hockey stories, I'll, I'll tell you about that. Or did we already do hockey? Nope, hockey's later. No, That's yeah. what we're ending right, with. Cool. The, uh, who, who would, in, in football, who is the, besides Elway, just like, have you had to deal with any players that were just assholes to you? Oh, no, no, no. So nobody's ever assholes to us because oh, we're good. there to keep them safe. So, I mean, it, we, don't, we don't deal with diva bullshit and blah, blah. I mean, I'll shut that down in a heartbeat. And um, I've also had to do a lot of the bodyguard work for them where, you know, you say bodyguard. I'm talking about they're out on the town drinking. These guys are huge. I'm not there to protect them from anyone except themselves. I'm a babysitter. When they start getting a little too drunk, a little too belligerent, a little too stupid, a little too handsy, it's time for me to get them home. I like it. So obviously you weren't Roth- Roethlisberger's uh, security <laughs> at any point in time in Colorado. No, no. He, I, I never worked with Rapist Burger. That was that was in Atlanta. That's why. <laughs> yeah. No, it was Colorado too. He's he's uh, he's national. <laughs> you obviously weren't with Kobe in Colorado. That was, that that was Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, in, in, in general, peace. they're nice to us. They're also, um, in my opinion, based on everything I've done, and I to be fair, I have not worked uh, closely with baseball players and i'm sure we'll get to that but um uh it goes hockey football and then nba is way down at the bottom of the list of how nice they are to their fans well it's good well the um we can jump into well baseball is going to be next so we'll we'll go into that some of the baseball and then we'll have nba and hockey but real quick we do have to thank Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. He serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not. Cleveland, Ohio. Very true. So thank you, Sean. Uh, He's getting ready a month out before he starts taking his stuff for fall cleanup. Uh, He can help out with the fall cleanup. He can help with your leaves. He can can clean out the gutters and get rid of the leaves. They can get uh, start planting the fall trees. He said the best time to plant trees in the fall, so they'll start planting those trees out there. And he's gotten into what he's talked about. He doesn't do irrigation, but he's gotten into drainage. So he can help get the drainage underground. He can help get it away from the house, anything like that. Get in touch with Sean, 419-704-5471. Again, serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, so with MLB, we already talked about the Marlins, so I don't want to beat a dead horse because we could. I don't want to go any further with that. Um, Mookie Betts, though, agreed to a 12-year, $365 million extension. That is humongous. Uh, a lot of money. Do you think he's worth it for the Dodgers? Yeah, that was probably a good signing for him. I mean – Betts is probably the, in my opinion, the second best outfielder in baseball behind Mike Trout. 
Yeah, he's very good. Oh, oh yeah, for awesome. sure. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, if anybody can afford him, it would be the Dodgers. Or the so, Yankees, but they have too many outfielders. Right. I said, what are the outfielders are us? Yeah, pretty much. The only other team that would have paid for him, let him go. That was the Sox. Yeah. Yep. And they weren't going. Yeah, and they weren't going to. The uh, um, and then last night we had we almost had a brawl, and Joe Kelly threw a three zero fastball behind Alex Bregman, and almost hit a couple guys, Carlos Correa being one of them. And then benches came out, cleared a little bit. Uh, some guys had their mask on, some didn't, of course, because uh, they were out on the field. But that's a good way to pass the COVID. <laughs> If you've got it, but I know they have to pass the test. But right. especially if you're not really gonna fight anyway. Right. It was like the. Uh, it reminded me of the umpires the other day. Um, that the he threw out the guy from the Pirates, and then the manager comes out, pulls his mask up, and then the umpires pulling his mask out of his pocket, puts it around one ear, has to hold it up because the strap broke on the other side, and they're just <laughs> arguing from about three to four feet apart about yeah. why he threw him out. It was fantastic. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a wonderful get. You get thrown out in 2020. This is how it's going to be. Just, just imagine years from now going back and seeing this year, maybe next year, like just how different life was at that time. Oh God, I, you know, and I feel, I feel for, like for us, whatever. It, it's one thing for kids. I feel for like kids that just graduated, kids that are going to be seniors this year. Like we know Shiv. Uh, yep. good friend of the show, good friend of us is, uh, is one of his children will be a senior this year. And, and we do cover Anthony Wayne football. And it's, uh, it's, it sucks that we don't know, like high college and NFL, I can see happening high school, eh, uh, either they're not have it, or they're going to get pushed till, uh, like December, January, you know, it's going to become a yep. spring sport. And you know that they will have football before they have baseball and anything else because that's their revenue generator. That's their that money maker. All the other sports. Yep, we'll see what they do. But, yeah, I would not be surprised if high school pushed back or canceled, which sucks for them. But Yeah, I feel for those first. Do, do you think that they will give, like, let's say hypothetically college, you know high school can't happen, but let's say college – has to cancel this football season. Do you think they give another year of eligibility to those players? Oh, absolutely. None of those players would do it, but they absolutely would. They don't have a choice. Yeah, maybe some of those guys that are, you know, they know they might not get drafted. Maybe they do. Um, but, uh, like, your top guys, I agree with you. They're not going to come back. I feel bad for these high schoolers who are, you know, they're coming into their prime in football – and now scouting them is going to be inherently di- more difficult if football starts getting canceled. You know, these ki- are kids who were going for a full-ride scholarship at a college, and now what? It's going to be rough. You just don't – you know, you don't know. And do they have to have, you know, kind of some one-on-one mm-hmm. things with coaches that yeah. want to follow them? Yeah. It's all junior tape now, and, I mean – It'll if be they easy. want you, they know. They know oh, yeah. by your junior year if they want you or not, though. So, really, like, the senior year thing, if you're – really, your senior year is, like, for borderline. You yeah. know, if you're borderline one way or the other, 
that's what your senior year is for. But, I mean, by your junior year, if there's a college that's looking at you or looking for you, they've already found you. And, you know, right, they're just they've waiting. Lost, they've lost two – they've lost another season of getting but they, yeah, better, Yeah, but they too. would rather you – but if I'm a college and I, if I know I have a kid that's a junior and I already know that we're going to sign him and I want him, I kind of would rather him not play his senior year. Let's yeah, say he does play his yeah, – let's say he does play his senior year and catastrophic, catastrophic injury. Then now – not only does he lose his senior year, I just lost easily two years on a scholarship that I was going to offer this kid. So yep. now I'm just going to offer it to the next kid that I had. So, I mean, now he went from, you know, this junior went from trying to go to college to possibly not going to college or at least the college that he wanted to go to because he blew his knee out because he wanted to play at homecoming. Well, let's think about college, too. Because I, I, I'll agree with you yeah. on the high school, but I will argue the college part. Take somebody like Joe Burrow. If he didn't play last season and COVID was around, he wouldn't have got it drafted was. as high as he did this year. No. not a, Like, but he's that, one of those instances. It's not every player, but he's no, one of those guys. But he's, you know uh, I mean? Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow's an outlier, kind of. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, I mean, if he doesn't have the season he has, there's no way he's going number one. Right. No, so, I completely agree. But, I mean, like anybody else, I mean, if you're, you know, they know about your junior season in college. Hell, if you're a first-rounder, they know. You know, and, the, you know, your, your, your draft stock is pretty much what it is by the time you get to your senior year. And, uh, you know, it's just – that's why I don't think they're going to – you know, and if if you extend eligibility for the the players that were affected by COVID, how how far are you going to keep extending eligibility? That's why I don't think they're going to do it. So I mean, you do it now, you're going to have to do it. You know, basically probably the next you know what maybe maybe four years, just probably to be safe. And you know, you do that, dude. The the train's going to keep on running. You know, because hell, if you get you get somebody that uh, say like um, was a kid in Clemson, is it Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, hell, let's say if this say this was his junior year and he was eligible for the draft, and COVID comes around, you think he's gonna stick around for another year in college when he can go to the draft? You know, like he's not gonna stick around. Like most guys aren't gonna stick around. So I don't know. And if you're gonna do it. I mean, I could. I, I don't see them doing it, only because how can you do it to make yeah. it remotely fair? Yeah, you're right. The uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know we'll be covering this for weeks to come. Um, the I did see a funny meme, and I just had to bring it up because when I hear see memes or think of memes, I always think of Jeff. And, <laughs> Because <laughs> he like last night's one, you made a snuff film. Yeah, <laughs> that was fantastic. So the uh, and golf. So Jeff and I and Shiv from the Grown Ups and Brandon from the Grown Ups all play golf almost every night. Yeah, I know Shiv's on every other night, and there's a few nights I'm here and there. Are we but, playing uh, tonight? Of course. The, I'm not. <laughs> so we're playing golf. We enjoy it. We have a good time and and memes. So when I see memes like. Jeff just posts some of the greatest stuff. 
um, <laughs> and as far as memes and just funny shit. So one of them I saw, I immediately thought of Jeff. It was a meme of Justin Verlander and his wife, Kate Upton, who we all know is just incredibly sexy. And Whoa. it said, how are you married to Kate Upton and still have a sore elbow? <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that fantastic. So um, I would suck a fart out of her ass and hold it like a bong hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, any uh, before we leave baseball, any good baseball stories, Jeff? Uh, so I've never worked with the players ever, um, but I did develop uh, a pilot program that ended up uh, being the MLB standard, at least for the Rockies. I haven't heard if it went any further where we, um, I created what's known as a, uh, a red team and I would take undercover agents and arm them. And we would actually try to get past the security at the Rockies games all through different gates at different times, different, uh, games with different agents. And, um, then we would write reports for the Rockies as well as MLB on how we, how they did the percentages of all kinds of the graphs and all that shit. But we, um, we did that, and now they have a full internal team that does it. And from what I hear, it's happening all over now, these red teams. So that's dope. Pretty badass. Like, what, yeah. what would you guys try to do to get in? Um, so my favorite, I mean, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll lead with this. The females, I could put a small caliber gun in their bra. And about, I think, I think we were over like eight, around 83% of the time I would get her through there because males are uncomfortable with that area. And my female agent can instantly say, oh, no, it's my, oh, what's the term? Underwire. It's my underwire. So that's what's setting off the metal detector. And more than nine out of 10 times, most of the time anyway, like depending on, on how often I had to use the female there before they would catch on. Uh, they would just let her through with a gun. That's crazy. Yeah, it's not good. But but when I started the pilot and I sat down with the Rockies and the MLB guy, uh, they took me to like a dinner or whatever. But um, they asked what I needed, and and I told them there's only one one thing I needed, and that was not what's the word uh, merchandise. I mean, it's I was gonna say gifts or prizes, but Essentially, if you caught one of my people with something, you were going to get like a $25 gift card to the store there at the Rockies for merch or whatever, uh, because you have to have a ton of carrot instead of stick in this industry, because these are people who are making minimum wage, checking this stuff uh, for the Rockies. A lot of the time, they're, they're older folks that have come and, and done this. So, you know, training them is going to be way more positive reinforcement than threatening them with your job. They're like, fuck you, I'm 60. I do this for fun. Right, it's like going to the theaters locally where they volunteer. Right, exactly. Like, it's a good time for them. They love the atmosphere and seeing every game and (laughs) and such. So uh, that was it. it. And that's been part of the pilot, I guess. And what's been going throughout the nation is – that every every single one has to have some kind of prize system. I like that. Yeah, it's like incentivizing them. They don't even know it, so you're just like rewarding them for doing their job. Exactly, and for like, really calling that out because then it ripples. Right. Everybody hears that. Oh, our gate, our gate was the hit tonight, and we caught it because right. we were there every single home game. So Damn. they all talked as the season went, 
and really honed those skills because they wanted, it was like a lottery for them. All right, is it going to be our gate? And is the person going to go through mine? And they get excited about it. And I think that was one of the reasons why it was so successful. That's awesome. That's, that's what I always try to tell, you know, reinforce to our team at work is, you know, I don't like handing out bonuses, um, like bonuses that are expected because it comes more of an expectation than a bonus. So like every right. year we do a Christmas bonus. Well, that's now an expectation. That's it. So it's no longer, you know, a bonus. It's an expectation because if any year we had to say no bonus, there's going to be an uproar well, and sure. uh, people might quit over it. And, um, but so now it's becoming that I've instilled into our owners is, you know, if we can afford it, let's do a surprise bonus at random. And they do, they do it and they'll, they'll do it. We'll come up with it. We'll figure out what it is and people love it, you know, and they send nice emails back to the owners and it's, it's very appreciated. So like oh. you said, it's the same thing with that is, yeah, if somebody catches somebody with something or catches a girl with a gun in her bra, I would love yes. to see how they do that. You know, if they're waving the wand and like, uh, I need you to do. Uh, no, what they'll do what is do they do? Yeah. Have, there's a, there are police officers at every single gate. The police officer will come up and they'll basically just say, listen, um, I have to do a pat down to be able to allow you into the building. And they worded it that way because that all, people always could say, you know, nope, I don't want to and leave either because they're hiding something or it's an invasion of their privacy. Um, but 99% of the time that wasn't the deal. They would just step aside and, uh, they would get a, a proper pat down. And then yep. once the cops cleared them, they were good to go. Nice. It's awesome. And then people get rewarded for doing their job. Absolutely. The, uh, so as we move on to the NBA, which we'll get into some of your stories there, but season restarts happening. I think first game is what tomorrow night, right? First couple games are so. tomorrow night. Yep. Yep. The, uh, so I was, I was reading more about that. Did uh, First off, before the season restart, Tom Thibodeau uh, agreed to a five-year deal to be the Knicks coach. I think that's good for the Knicks. What do you guys think about that? Think any players for him to coach it? <laughs> they need to. Is James Dolan still there? If James Dolan's still there, then they they're still going to suck. It's just, right. like, it's just like the Redskins. <laughs> Just exactly like the Redskins. No difference. He's a terrible owner. And same thing with Dan Snyder. They stay there, that's it. They're not winning shit. So once right. Dolan's gone, it'll be good. But by that time, Tibbs will probably be out of there too. Right. The um, with the, And, you know, he, he's a good coach. He just, like you said, they got to surround him with talent. And as long as he gets that talent that it, it can surround him, they're gonna they'll be okay. But it, like you said, it is still the Knicks with Tolan. I mean, it's it's a shit show over there. So I I, I just don't I I feel for I feel bad for him because it's like oh I'm gonna sign here, but this guy still owns a team, so he's not gonna get me shit. And they have to win before uh, Thibodeau runs them into the ground to do. Right. The, uh, we probably so, still have uh, prime Derrick Rose for one for Tom Thibodeau. Right. Correct. So, um, which is absolutely true. So, I don't know if people understand how NBA will work. So, in the East, there's only nine teams. And it's Wizards and Magic and, and the Nets. I mean, so those three teams are basically vying for seven and eight. So, if the ninth seed, which is Washington, can get within – four games of the eight seed, they will have a play-in. So 
it could happen. I think they're five and a half out right now. So if they can get it down to four, they're going to have a play in for the, the between the eight and the nine. So we'll see what happens there. And then out West, same thing. So let's say this. So the Wizards are five and a half back of the Magic. And so they have a chance to make up a game and a half to force that for the eighth seed. And in the West, it's likely going to happen because the Grizzlies hold a three and a half game lead over Portland. And then right there are New Orleans, Sacramento. I mean, they're all there. That's why there's 13 teams. Suns probably don't get there and don't have a shot. But, uh, I mean, the, the Spurs, the Kings, the Pelicans, Blazers, all right there. Of those teams, so the, the Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns, who's the eight seed? Pelicans. I said the Blazers, probably. And they got Nurkic back, right? Yeah, Nurkic is back. Oh, God, man, um, that's a tough yeah. team to play against. Right. Yeah, I was saying McCollum and, and Lillard are still there. Like, who did they bring in to, to, to play for Nurkic while he was out? Because now they'll they'll both. God, I think it Cantor, wasn't. I think it, yeah. Oh, Cantor's with, uh, with Boston. Yeah, I think it was Boston. a sound white side. White side, yeah. Yeah. I knew someone was traded there. I couldn't remember. You're right. It was yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. So Whiteside will play. He'll, he'll be – he'll come in. I mean, there might be times when him and Nurkic are on the floor together, maybe. And Whiteside, hell, yeah. I would like to have him. I don't mind Cantor as a Celtics fan, but give me Whiteside. That guy is no joke. I would have loved him playing center. Um, but they got – so Zach Collins will start, and so will Carmelo and C.J. McCollum. We forget that Carmelo's there and Lillard. Yeah. Do you think that Carmelo can actually help them? Oh yeah, for sure. sure. Because he knows, he knows he's probably role. the fourth. He's the fourth right. best guy on that team. Yeah, you get role. Carmelo. Yeah, exactly. You get Carmelo around guys that he can remotely trust. He'll play his role. I mean, look at look what he does in the Olympics. You know, he's playing with guys that he can trust, and he knows he could you know give them the ball. Uh, I mean, it didn't necessarily work in Houston because can you really trust James Harden with the ball? And, I mean, that's kind of been shown, you know, like throughout the years in Houston that you really can't trust James Harden all that much when it comes to, you know, comes down to crunch time. So I think with Carmelo playing with C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, two guys that can get their own shot if they need it in crunch time. And, you know, it's like Carmelo, man, all we got to do, you play your role, you get a rebound, Put it back up if you need to. Like, he can trust those two guys out on the wings, and, you know, he can actually just play. So I think it'll be a great asset to Portland. Barrett, what do you got? Hey, you said uh, you said you think that New Orleans gets in. I'm taking Portland as well uh, with Cody. And, and Bear, who'd you say? Portland. Portland. Uh, so, uh, Jake, why do you think New Orleans gets in besides Zion? Can you give me anything? <laughs> <laughs> That's still not a bad pick either. Though. No, it's not at all. Zion's a stud. Up until, you know, everything happened, you know, like once they started getting healthy, that team was on a tear. You know, they were, they were all playing really well, and they were looking like they were going to be into the playoffs, no problem. But Wait, who the hell is this guy talking? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, he belongs on the show. I am <laughs> across the team. 
tonight. I didn't sleep last night. Well, you're talking about as much as you do on every other show. <laughs> well, last night, I talked a lot. Yeah, you did. Episode 200, you talked a lot because that's you had that liquid courage. Last week. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you were pretty drunk last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, Zion can carry him, but they, they, they still have a lot they have to hope happens for them. Let's and, put it this way. I think I think New Orleans has a shot, like to do it. But I mean, Portland's probably a more of a lock for that eighth seed. But like, I mean, but I New Orleans has a shot at it. Is what I was trying they to. Yeah, yeah. They're they not have the a legit shot for eight, but they have a solid enough team to where they could do it. No, I completely agree. I mean, they do have a solid team. They could make it there. The uh, you look at teams like uh, well, still I think everything's going through the Lakers at this point. You gave LeBron three months rest, four months rest, essentially. Uh, yeah, and if Anthony Davis is healthy, it's not that's even tough. LeBron. Yeah. With the Lakers, it's not even LeBron. It's fucking Anthony Davis had three months not to get hurt. Right. Yep. This is also true. I thought he hurt his finger the other night. Well, he just got poked in the eye too oh, I, that's on right. Saturday. But yeah, you look. But you look at you look at like we talked about the Pelicans. They have Lonzo, whatever. Drew Holiday's a stud, yeah. you know, shooting Dude, guard. The Ingram. Pelicans, yeah, the Pelicans have the Lakers roster of what it should have been if they wouldn't have gave everything up to fucking have LeBron sign there, and that's Zion and have, Anthony, and have Anthony Davis. Right. Yeah, they basically gave them all those guys that whole starting lineup. And Zion. All those guys. Yep. So they, they I mean they could be a team. Yeah. yeah, they gave away the future of the franchise. The future of the Lakers franchise plays in New Orleans right now. They can make the playoffs and they didn't have Zion for what, two months? Yeah. 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 And they're twenty eight and thirty six. So the right. fact that they're gonna get there potentially in the West yeah. with Zion being out, I mean they're they're gonna be tough to play in the coming yeah. years. And Lonzo isn't gonna last forever. Yeah. Lonzo Ball was hurt, and I believe uh, Brandon Ingram had some injuries through. I think he has like a back or something, or blood clot or something like that. Something crazy, and you know he missed some games earlier this season. So, but like if they would have, if the Lakers would have just stayed the course, like Magic Johnson probably would have been looking like a genius right now, because they would have had that roster. And they would have got Zion in the lottery because they would have stunk. And boom, here we go. Right. Not have been even happier. Yeah, as a Lakers of, fan, you would have been happier with what you yeah. got now. You're going to get a title, yeah. but I know it doesn't make you happy. No, it ain't the same. It ain't I the know same. you're a humongous LeBron fan. <laughs> 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 I like Look, that. Man. We talk about it. Fuck LeBron coming to the Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, fuck this shit. I'm still mad. Don't even. <laughs> I won't get you started on that. I know I'll yeah, just keep man. getting you upset. The, I'm, um, I'm, I tried to tell people, I'm telling you, wait until LeBron leaves in three years. We're going to be stuck with Anthony Davis, and we're going to be like the Pelicans before they got the Lakers roster. We're going to be stuck. We're going to be a freaking 35-win team with one dude that can't play 47 games. Oh, yeah, because you know LeBron's going wherever his kid goes. 
Yeah. He'll play probably one year with his kid and call it a career. Yep. So it'll happen. Maybe it'll be Boston, just so I can say he put on a Celtics jersey one time. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be fucking Cleveland. Yeah, it'll probably end up being Cleveland again. Yeah, Cleveland will take him back again. They'll take him back every single time. And watch him still win a title at 42. The uh, <laughs> Guy's a freak, man. Freak of nature. It's like T.O., but just not as much T.O. The um, – so, all right, Jeff. The uh, I know you talked about NBA fan or NBA players are the kind of the worst of their fans. What do you mean by that? I mean, I I, I won't say worst of their fans. It's not like they're dicks. They just aren't like friendly. They they they, they will go out of their way to to walk around them. Their fans or or. I don't know. Like I, I've been out on a whole bunch of different things with them, and they're just very blah. Like it, it, you can feel that they are obligated to do what they're doing. Is there so any? To, have you had to deal with any of those players? What do you mean, deal with them? I mean, have you had to work with any of them that you saw that were like good to the fans at least? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, you get the guys that are chill and actually do enjoy it but i'm saying like as a whole with all of the sports i've i've worked with it's like they just seem to not not be as friendly did you ever have to deal with uh carmelo when he was out there in Denver? yeah how yeah. was he uh he was all right he, you know a little stuck up but when he had left and then came back to play a game dude they beefed up security and we're like <laughs> making sure <laughs> Everybody yelling, mellow, mellow, trying to freak him out. And he probably didn't. I mean, that's, go ahead, Cody. Oh, I was going to ask uh, Jeff, like, wouldn't you say, like, most professional athletes are still kind of, like, socially awkward, though? Oh, yeah. Like, because I mean, of, you know, like, what they kind of have to do to get to that point. Like, you don't really have much, you know, social interaction besides, I guess, what, the guys on your team or – you know, employed by, you know, the team for sure. you play for. You, you've got – there's it's like the pendulum swings one way or the other. You have the yeah. guys who are incredibly charismatic, very outgoing and, and appreciative, and then you have that other side where they're socially awkward, annoyed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've mm-hmm. just had them where they're just annoyed with having to, having to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I've never really witnessed much in between. They're either great or yeah. bleh. The, um, what, uh, so do you, of all the sports, which, let's not talk about concerts, because I know you said you'd rather do concerts. Of all the sports, which would you most like to do security for? I mean, Red Team was a lot of fun, so MLB would be in the running. I love the hockey, but I don't do anything with the fans. That was just 100% player protection. So, I mean, you're, you're just behind the scenes. Like, it's, it's, it was a little more boring, unless we would, like, go out drinking or whatever. Um, so, for me, I, I don't know. It, it, it'd probably be football. I, I'm an adrenaline junkie, so I personally like it when people start to get a little rowdy. Because then when my, my, my uh, headset goes off, I know it's time to run. Right. So, 
I'd say that's probably my favorite. I like it. Um, so as we round off into NHL, which is where we're going to have some good discussion, talk about our picks in the playoffs and get some good stuff from Jeff. Uh, we got to thank one last person, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah. If you're looking for that, uh, love in your life after COVID, maybe you can, uh, FaceTime your ladies through COVID or Snapchat or however you want to do it, but you got to get them first. If you don't have the confidence to do that, Connell Barrett at datingtransformation.com will get you that confidence to be the person to get you whatever you want in life. Maybe your love, maybe a little fling, whatever the case may be, reach out to Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com, third dating coach on Google. Got to get him to number two, though. And then we're going to get him there. And then we're going to get him to number one. So thank you to uh, Connell Barrett. Appreciate it. Um, so before we get into the restart of the NHL, um, now that Ovi Ovechkin has a cup, which veteran would you like to see hoist the cup, lift one that hasn't lifted one yet? Like, mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll go first. So I'll let you guys think about it. Cause so I would, <laughs> I, you know, me being a Penguins fan, they've all hoisted it. So I don't care. But if there was anybody this year, my pick was Tampa to win the cup still is of course, uh, Steven Stamkos. I would really like to see get a cup. That would be good for him. Um, Henrik Lundqvist is another one I always thought of, but I don't care for the Rangers, so whatever. But if he came to a team that uh, deserved it and felt like they should get it, I'd be okay with that. Everyone I've wanted to see hoist a cup has hoisted one after uh, Ovechkin. So right now I'm good. Yeah, Ovi getting the cup was big, and I was—I think we were all pulling at that point. It was a, it was a tough one because it, we were happy either way. Vegas being the expansion team, winning a cup would have been a great story, but Ovi getting the cup was uh, – we were all wanting to see that. By the way, there was just a uh, just a fight in an exhibition hockey game, so there will be fighting in the playoffs, so thank God. Yeah. No stopping that. <laughs> yeah, other ones that came up, like Carey Price of, uh, I think, Montreal, Patrick Merlot, Becca Rennie, uh, Claude Giroux, Joe Pavelski – and then uh, Ila Kovalchuk. In the, nicest, in the nicest way possible. I never want to see Montreal win a cup ever. ever. Why, why is that? They have the worst fans in hockey. I can believe that. The worst. Most annoying. Nobody likes the Canadians. Montreal, no. Canadians, the abs. The, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. All right, so I'm going to share my screen here again for NHL. We got the restart. We'll explain how this is going to work with the restart. We're going to do this round by round. So we're going to we're going to hand out another pod title based on whoever gets the most right because we already made our finals picks. But this will just make it fun on whoever gets the most right throughout the playoffs because there are 24 teams in the playoffs. So just how it's working with the NHL, the top four teams have already moved on uh, to having bye weeks, uh, so to speak. I'm going to move this over just so I can look at this. So the top four teams in each conference have the byes and are automatically into the round of 16. So in your Eastern Conference, you've got the Bruins at one, the Lightning at two, the Capitals at three, and the Philadelphia Flyers at four. So that means that – whoops, let 
me get back to this for you guys. My fault. That means that the Penguins at five are going to play your favorite team there, Bear, the Canadians at 12. So five versus 12 in a best of five series. Uh, and the same for the rest of these. So the Hurricanes are playing the Rangers, six versus 11. The Islanders, number seven, playing the, Car- the Florida Panthers at 10. 10. And the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, 8-9 game. So, in your 5-12 games series, do you have the Penguins or the Canadians? Penguins. Penguins. Brandon has the Penguins. I have the Penguins. Cody Bryant? Penguins. Penguins. Security Jeff, we're even throwing you in here. Who you got? Penguins. Love it. And then Parrot will be back. He had to run up town for his pizza. The <laughs> He'll give us his picks. That's what he has to do. It's like you should have waited to order that. All right, number six, and Carolina. Your delivery or? Right. Well, we all I know. I ain't paying it. the $3. <laughs> right. The uh, number six, Carolina Hurricanes against number 11, New York Rangers. Brandon with the Hurricanes. Oof. Um, I'm going to go with the Hurricanes as well. Hurricanes. Cody? Um, I would go with the Hurricanes just to see them celebrate after wins. And Security Jeff? I do the same. So I'm going to go with the Rangers um, on this one, 11 to beat a six, because the Rangers actually have won this series this year. They won all four games this year against the Hurricanes and outscored them 17 to nine. So I'm going to go with the Rangers on this one. All right, Islanders and Panthers. We got Islanders for Brandon. Yeah, Islanders for me as well. Not Brandon from, not Brandon from the grownups. <laughs> All right, I've also got the Islanders. Cody? Uh, Panthers. Security Jeff? Islanders. Should be good. Uh, Islanders were 3-0 and against the Panthers this year. All right, and a fun one, Toronto Maple Leafs, who I believe is somebody's pick. Nope, nobody's picked this year. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, the eight seed against the Columbus Blue Jackets, the nine. Going with Columbus, man. And Brandon went with Columbus. I'm going with Toronto, the Maple Leafs. Cody Bryant? Uh, I'm going to take the Blue Jackets because I still own an inaugural season Blue Jackets hockey jersey. Beautiful. And security, Jeff. Toronto. I like it. Toronto, Maple Leafs. And we are just letting our resident parrot back in. Resident parrot. So do you have penguins or Canadians? Me? Yes. Uh, penguins. Hurricanes or Rangers? Oh. Uh... I don't know, Rangers. <laughs> Islanders or Panthers? Uh, Panthers. And Blue Jackets or Maple Leafs? Columbus. All right, so we'll move on to the next one. You're caught up with us, so we're going to go out to the Western Conference, and your one through four seeds are in. So number one is your defending Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. And they are second favorite behind Tampa Bay to win the cup. The Colorado Avalanche, who we'll be talking about, I'm sure, shortly, are number two. So they move on to the round of 16. Vegas Golden Knights are third, and Dallas Stars are fourth. So 
now we've got the five and 12. We've got the Oilers, Edmonton Oilers at five against the Chicago Blackhawks. Brandon yeah. took the Oilers. Yeah, I'm going with the Oilers as well. They are uh, – they're going to be a four. Don't be surprised if they go very far. Yeah, I also took the Oilers. You got Connor McDavid there, tough hockey player, one of the top in the league. Uh, they're they're getting Mike Green back. Uh, they got him at, at a deadline pickup in February, and but he got an MCL sprain in his first two games. But he is now healed, ready to go. So well, Mike Green sucks. I know that, but he's going to be good for them as a pickup. Mm, I don't think so. He's old and he sucks. I <laughs> I watched it for many years in Detroit. Trust me. Well, he was playing for Detroit. Uh, what does that mean? Well, this year, not not so much. But yeah, you've watched him several times. He was not he was not good on your end. I think it's a good pickup for them, though, being a young team. Did, did he leave? Did he last play with uh, Detroit? I don't know. I think so. I think he was still here this year early. So, and then they also have uh, what Leon Dressadel, who is a Hart Trophy favorite because he has 43 goals and 67 assists in 71 games. So he had 110 points, and McDavid wasn't even the best player on the team. He has 97 points. But we always hear about Connor McDavid just because the guy's insane. So, like you said, they're going to be a team to, to not mess with for years, years to come. They can keep those two guys. It's like. Looking at Malkin and Crosby, you know that people aren't fans of the Penguins. I am, but, I mean, they got three cups with those two guys. I mean, I think in time, Edmonton's going to get a couple cups with those two. He should. They play it right and get rid of Mike Green. <laughs> just get him, a, get him a cup for one year and then just be gone. Be done with him. All right. What about uh, Cody Bryant? What do you got? Uh, Oilers. Stat Parrot. Uh, give me the Oilers as well. And Security Jeff. Oilers as well. Our first sweep. All right, Nashville Predators, number six against the uh, Arizona Coyotes at number 11. Nashville for Brandon. Yep, Nashville for me. I took him to the finals, so I got to roll with him. Yep, Nashville for me. Cody Bryant. Is uh. P.K. Subban still play for them? No, he went to the Devils. All right, well, I'm going with the Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he went to the Devils this past year. Did you see they had a video of him working out with The Rock, and P.K. looked like um, a child? Child next to The Rock, yeah. Most people <laughs> most people do, but as a professional athlete, right. like a small child right. standing next to The Rock. It was funny. Or working out with him. All right, Stat Parrot, what do you got? Uh, sorry, I had a phone call. What, what were the teams? The uh, Predators and Coyotes. Uh, give me Nashville. And Security Jeff. Nashville. I like it. All right, the uh, Vancouver Canucks, Minnesota Wild, seven seed versus the 10 seed. The Minnesota Wild, the 10 seed for Brandon. Oh, this is a freaking coin flip. Um, since I shit on the other two Canadian teams of Toronto and Montreal, I'll take Edmonton. So I'll go with uh, Vancouver here. 
and uh, give me two for two uh, or two out of two on Canadian teams, two out of four. All right. I got the wild. Cody Bryant. Uh, I'm going to go for it with the wild. That's All right. Wild. Stat parrot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Canadian with bear on this one. And security Jeff. The wild. The uh, what I find funny. Do you think uh, now that we're getting rid of like the Redskins and all these things, how come Canucks is still a name? I was going to ask about that, but right, you know. <laughs> I mean, you I know. is that is that offensive to Canadians? I thought they liked being called Canucks. I don't know, <laughs> Security They're Jeff. Just can you ask? They just don't can, care. Can you ask Denver that tomorrow? <laughs> sure, on our podcast. Yeah, I would just me look- remind me. <laughs> Yeah, the Over the Line Sports Podcast wants to know, is Canucks a non-favorable term with Canadians because they still have a hockey team named the Canucks? Yeah, I'll ask. All right. And the um, uh, last one, number eight, Calgary Flames against number nine, Winnipeg Jets, two Canadian teams. Flames for uh, Brandon. Another coin flip, man. Um, yeah, they played one game this year, and the Jets won two to one. So it is a coin flip. Yeah, I feel like I remember watching the Flames play a couple games, and they look pretty decent. So I'm gonna, I'll go with Calgary. Yeah, they have a new coach now because their other one resigned. Um, go with I'm the Calgary going, Bret Hart's. The Calgary Hitmen. <laughs> Yep. yep. <laughs> that is their hockey team up there. Their other hockey team. I'll take the Jets. Uh, Cody Bryant. Uh, do the Jets have? I can't. I can't remember his name. But Mark Sanchez. Do they have like a really good, <laughs> a really good rookie that people were talking about? Was it this season or maybe last season? He you was like be... supposedly like a phenom, and he was like nineteen or twenty years old. Or That'd I'm be... thinking about another team. Are you thinking of the Devils? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That would be, uh, yeah. Yeah, All I think right. you're thinking of the wrong team because the Jets have been, like, decent the last couple of years, so they really haven't had a high draft pick since they've come into the league. Yeah, I mean, they were 37-28-6 right. this year. They had a pretty decent year. Oh, well. All right, I'm going to go with the Jets. Yeah, they, Might be the only successful Jets team in the continent, but, you know. And they're, they're, the Vizina Trophy for goalies is uh, – he's going to win that uh, this year, their goalie, Connor Hellebuck. But he – I mean, he's going to win it pretty easily. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Stat Parrot. Uh, give me Calgary. And Security Jeff. Uh, Winnipeg, please. I like it. So, we'll keep points totals throughout this whole season. I'm going to have to be texting security Jeff so he can stay involved the rest of the uh, playoffs with us and uh, see what happens. So we'll keep totals. It's just be a, should we do for each round uh, go higher on the points or just be one straight all the way through? Just with all the teams, let's just do one all the way through. I like it. All right. One all the way through because we're going to have to add several games as we go on. I picked Winnipeg because it sounds like guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good way to go. I like that. All right. So, um, the NHL. So, what do you got for us? I know, Security Jeff, you're going to tell us a few stories. I know one of your good friends, NHL player. Yeah, uh, Gabriel Landeskog. Yep. Team captain of the Evs. Yeah, I – this is going to sound weird. So, I I used to, like – 
uh, when I was put myself through college, I was a radio DJ in Toledo. And um, I mean, you got full time pay for four hours a day. This was back when you were still live. Um, anyway, so uh, I used to DJ at a place called The Vault in Denver every Friday and Saturday night for extra cash. And uh, the apps players would just come in. And so I would VIP him. I was up in a mezzanine. And it had tables and shuffleboard and all kinds of cool shit, TVs and stuff. But I could close that down anytime I wanted and make it VIP. So the players would just come in and come in and come in. All right. So I was working on a uh, federal task force at that time. That's how I, I guess I didn't mention that earlier. That's how I ended up getting into private sector and starting my own undercover company is I was on a task force. Um, but anyway, and then I would DJ for extra cash on the weekends. And uh, they would come in. Well, then I went private sector and I got hired by the avalanche. So. I worked one night on my one night there. I got called into the GM's office. <laughs> she sat me down. She was like, uh, of security, by the way, the GM of security. And she uh, she sat me down and says, uh, I can't believe I'm going to do this because you came so highly recommended, but I think I'm going to have to let you go. And I was like, holy mother of fuck. Like, it's my first night. How the hell? What could I, I mean, I'm, my mind's racing. And I was like, okay, uh, I would love some details. And she says, um, I, I know you signed all the paperwork and stuff, uh, but, but some of my, my backstage, which is where the players are, are, it's just called backstage. Some of my backstage employees said that you were going up and, and hugging the players. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. No, 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 Amy, Amy, I, I know them. They call me Dino, which is my DJ name. I know them. Like, we are friends. I go to dinner with these guys. And she was like, holy shit, why didn't you tell me that in the interview process? I'm like, come on, like, that's a dick move. <laughs> and so <laughs> she, right away, she flipped it. She's like, oh, shit, this is going to be great for, for relations with security. Oh, man, who do you know? And I ended up sitting there for like 45 minutes talking, telling her about all kinds of stupid shit. That's freaking insane. So that yeah, was that how I be... got started with them. <laughs> I almost get fired. Almost and then I would DJ their start. private parties and stuff because I would bring a couple agents to, to come and, and – make sure everybody stays cool and if the cops show up that they are swiftly turned away uh, because not everyone on the team is 21. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would um, uh, I would like DJ their Halloween parties and oh shit, do you guys remember when Barley uh, got arrested for domestic abuse with from his, his uh, Russian girlfriend? It happened on like right next to Halloween, it happened at a Halloween party where he took this woman. He had brought her over from Russia um, to be with him for the season. And um, and uh, she, that next morning, accused him of beating her up. And so I was one of the last people to see him because he was... He, he stayed late, and I was, like, breaking down DJ equipment, making sure everybody was getting cars. So I was one of the last people to see him, so I had to, like, go and give a statement and just all kinds of shit. Turns out this woman, the, like, the same morning of reporting this to the cops, went to the FBI and says, I'm getting death threats from Russia because I turned him in. I need asylum. Oh, and shit. So they immediately hit the brakes on this investigation and dove right into who she was, her statement over and over again. Turned out she, she was completely lying. When they left, they were hugging on each other and having a great time. I saw them 30 minutes before that. And this bitch tried to use his status to get uh, uh, 
uh, visa into the country. These hoes ain't loyal. Nah. And then like the next year, <laughs> so we would do these uh, private parties or get bottle service at a place. So uh, it's the last game of the season. It's one of my, my favorite stories. And uh, so we, we're out uh, bottle service at some place. It closes at, at last calls at one thirty. It closes at two. Um, but sauce, which is what we, the nickname for Ryan Wilson sauce is like, dude, I know these guys who have a, a, like a rooftop bar. If we're quiet, we can go over there and keep drinking. So we're like, fuck yes. We all get all these Ubers and cause the whole team's out and everybody had guests and brought family in and blah, blah, blah. So we end up on this rooftop and Farley and this buddy he had flown over are just trashed. And I walk up to him. They're sitting on these bar stools. And I walk up and Varley puts his arm around me and he looks at his buddy and he goes, do you know DJ Dino? And his buddy just kind of shakes his head like, what? And he goes, <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see me on the screen. I'll show you what he did. He goes, he goes, this the best DJ I ever know. And I was like, Varley, how many DJs do you know? And he goes, he grabs my face and he goes, it does, that's not the point. <laughs> he's, got me, he's got me just in the, And I was like, all right, buddy. All right. I am the best DJ you've ever known. He goes, damn right. Vodka. <laughs> vodka. Ironically, vodka. <laughs> yeah. and, and that was just it. That was like the, like the most fun night. It was an absolute blast. We got hammered. That's, uh, it reminds me, uh, what was it? Sergei Federon. Sergey Federon. He, all he, what does he drink, Bear? Just vodka. That's it. That's what I've heard. I don't know. He's he's cover. He's stuck in Russia since uh, COVID. He can't travel, so <laughs> yeah, he'll be on the podcast. Still I have a trivia vodka. question for you guys. All right. All right. If you thought of all of the sports, okay, that I've worked with, all the the Denver team. And I told you that the drunkest I have ever been in my entire life was because of one player on those teams. Who would you think that player is? You get a guess per team. So per team? Yep, you get it. One guess per team. And mind you, I did not um, work with MLB players ever. So they're not in that. So the Broncos, the Avalanche, and the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Hmm. Huh. You can go Avalanche there. That's tough. How long were you at the Avalanche? I can't go back to like Joe Sackett, can it? No, 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 no. Uh, he was there though. He he had taken over while I was there, but he wasn't a player. He wasn't a player then. No, no. And I was there. I was with them. I think three years with the Avs. Six. With the what Broncos. years? What years were you with the Avs? <laughs> um, uh, so Avs was like. Uh, 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 O'Reilly was there for half of it, and then he left. But uh, Duchesne was there. McLeod was there. Obviously, Gabe was there. Um, it was, and then yeah. yours or not? What's that? McKinnon or no? Yeah, he was there. Uh, Tyson Berry was just coming in, if I remember correctly. Man, that oh. Oh. would be good. I would say, like, McKinnon, Jamal Murray – um god i feel like i feel like the broncos would have to be like a lineman or something okay um i'm gonna go i'm gonna say i'm gonna go von miller with denver okay uh 
I'm go for the Broncos. Yeah, I'm gonna go McKinnon as well. Okay. Um, Nuggets, man. I. Oof. How long did you work with the Nuggets? You said. Oh, uh, sporadically for over a couple of years. I was usually there more for like extra coverage when they didn't have enough people. So I, they're they're not the most. And and when was that? Uh, dude, I don't remember. It's been probably the last time they were good. Four or five <laughs> years now. Like it's been, uh, about five years ago. I left. So right in that. 13 to 15 range. Mm. I can't remember who was. Uh, I can only think of a few. Was Jameer Nelson there when you were there? I don't know. <laughs> so <Yeah>. one <laughs> you know Let, Let's make this easy. It was not a basketball player. Okay. Well, I'll stick with Vaughn Miller. Okay. <laughs> Is that everybody's guess? Let me go no. with like. Because we have a winner if anybody wants to copy someone. I'm sticking with Derek Wolf. I don't know how long he's been there, but I'm sticking with him. No, I'm, just, right. I'm going with McKinnon still. Okay. Eric, you got anybody? Do you even know any players? <laughs> I, I literally didn't hear anything. I was trying to get back into the, the house. drunkest he's ever been in any with any of his sports guys in Colorado. Which player? <laughs> um. Oh, Demarius Thomas. Okay. Solid. All right. What do we got? You ready? Yep. All right. So I get an invite to <clears throat> to a place called Jet, which is this this nightclub, um, for a private party that uh, DJ Williams is having for releasing like a clothing line or something. There was press there, blah blah blah. Okay. We walk in. I, I had a date with me. And you go in, and there's this big, gorgeous bar. And immediately when you walk in, there are stairs going straight down to, like, a basement area. The whole team's down there except Peyton. I mean, like, fucking everybody's down there. It's nuts. So the pass gets me through the door. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I just go over to this bar, sit down. I'm going to have some drinks. And somebody comes right up and says, uh, are you ready to go down with the players? I'm like, yeah, of course. So I go down there. And – uh you go to the bar and you get one drink, right? You grab yourself a drink and you go in to mingle, right? Well, that wasn't good enough for Vaughn. Vaughn would ask you what you and your date were drinking. He would then go get two new ones and he would stand there and make you finish the one that you had in your hand because he's Vaughn Miller. You're not going to make him wait. So he'd hand you two more drinks. He'd do that to your date. He would go around and make rounds nonstop. I didn't realize he wasn't even drinking. What he was doing was trying to ring the tab up on DJ to be a dick. Not, not even kidding. He really did. He straight up said it. What he would do then is you have two drinks in your hand. When you got halfway done with the first one, he'd come back with another and another and another. That is hands down the drunkest I have ever been in my life. To this day, I'm assuming one of the players got me an Uber. I don't even know how I got home. I woke up, not even kidding, naked on my living room floor. <laughs> so that was cool. I don't. I don't even. Was your how, date how still there? Off. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> he was with Von Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely, he was there to mack on the drunk chicks because he was not drinking. 
<laughs> Fantastic. That, it, it was a trip. But yeah, that was a oh man, that was just a great night all around, just hanging with everybody. If I remember correctly, there were some Vikings players there just out of nowhere. I don't know Interesting. why they got invited or if they just happened to be in town, but yeah, it was dope. It's pretty awesome. I was like, it's what I could think of because I've heard you mention Vaughn Miller in the past, but I know I'd never heard that story. But I was like, maybe it's well, even my my lawnmower. I, I bought a zero turn that's orange. That's what I heard. Yeah, and I put his jersey numbers on the back, and I named it Vaughn Mower, <laughs> and I sent him pictures. <laughs> it was hilarious. I that's what I. That's Perry what you too. told me. That's yeah. what you told me, Vaughn Mower. Vaughn Mower. Oh, I love it. Well, now you get to you get to take part in uh, what we like to do is trivia. Um, we have Jeremy. I'm gonna lose. You remember Jeremy who did episode one? Well, he did. Uh, he does our trivia every week. He didn't. He did okay. a few trivia questions for episode one hundred. This past episode that you weren't able to make, uh, but hopefully the sports movie episode you're going to be able to do with us yep. is because. What we're going to do, we talk just to give everybody an idea. So there's four of us here. Uh, Stat Parrot, you're actually going to host. So you're going to host the sports movie episode. It's going to be our last hurrah at the uh, at the the right field office. Depending on when we can do it, I kind of have an idea of what we can do. But uh, right now, Jake, you are scheduled to host. And then me, Bear, and Cody will each pair up with one of the grown-ups being Security Jeff. Uh, Brandon and Shiv and what we're going to do is we're just going to draw names out of a hat and just pair up that way it's the easiest way to do it because sports movies we don't feel that anybody's like uber strong at it or uber weak so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, so we're looking forward to that so Stat Parrot you will get to host a show yay me that'll be the most you get to talk Fuck, so I better start drinking now no, do not drink on that episode. <laughs> and maybe order the pizza a little earlier. Right. The, uh, all right. So, Barry, you got the update on the points. Yeah, so updated standings as of last week. Uh, Gary, you are at 503. Cody Bryant, 449. Myself, 445. Parrot, 223. Dub, 29. Wes Anderson with seven. And now Jeff with zero. So, Jeff's point here uh jeff we usually type in the chat box so after we type ours you can just read your answer because i'm sure you're probably trying to do some stuff over there cool so we'll just type in the chat box and then we'll read uh, to you so let's start off with a bonus reject reject question from the 200 show for one point stephen king has been known to write books under what pseudonym so we got to go into the uh chat box so after we get ours in the chat box, Security Jeff, you'll be able to spout yours off. Okay. God damn it. Oh, Stephen King. Who's his son? I can't remember who his son is. All right, I am ready when you guys are. Yep, my wrong answer is ready. Mine yeah, is ready too. too. So one, two, three into the chat box. All right, we got Jeff. Do you have an answer? No. All right, so I have we, no idea. <laughs> we got Terry Johnson, Dick Trickle, Dick Tournament, and Cinnamon. 
and you didn't even spell it right. Cinnamon. 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 It should be S I N. Cinnamon. Yeah, the stripper. To the main stage, Richard, Richard Bachman. Oh, it was a dick. We, we were had close. Dick. We had Dick. We yeah, should have dick. points there. Dick Bachman. Oh. Terry, Terry Johnson is like the whitest name ever, too, Cody. What is that? <laughs> he is a white dude from the Northeast. That is Jason. true. <laughs> All right. Like, like something an old person would name a cat. Right. You, Terry Johnson. <laughs> so Stand for your heart, pal. <laughs> All right. So one point question. During the first decade of the century, 2000 to 2010, the Yankees won two World Series. Which other team won World Series? two World Series during that time? Shit, dude. Uh, I'm so I don't know anything about baseball. Uh, 2010. Right. I got mine in, so I'm ready to go when you guys are. So let me know. I'll do a joke one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me uh, give me a second. Uh, no, you're good. Uh... Parrot, you ready? Parrot's ready. I'm ready. I'm guessing, yeah. All right, Bear. I'm ready, but I think they only won one. All right, so uh, Security Jeff, you got your answer? Who are the Red Sox? That is mine as well. (laughs) I'm in there. Red Sox, Diamondbacks, Marlins, San Fran. Uh, I actually know it's the Red Sox because they beat the Yankees in 04, and then I got pissed again in 07 when they won again. So as a Yankees fan, you know this hatred bullshit. Hmm. So mark me up, me and Jeff up for one. Mm -hmm. Jeff's on the board. Almost a parrot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up for three points. What's the only division in the NFL in which none of the teams currently has a running back on its roster who entered the league as a first-round pick? Ooh. So which current – so which division – Okay, you heard it. Okay. Question. I'm going to type mine in now. Damn it. Yeah, I'm good. Barrett? You're good? Cody Bryant, you good? Good. Good, Bear? Yeah, I should be. All right, Security Jeff, what is your answer, sir? What is I don't know? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, for us, three, two, one, and go. AFC East, NFC West, NFC South, AFC North. So four different answers. Should be interesting. Watch us all be wrong. NFC North. We're all wrong. (laughs) And I would have still been wrong. (laughs) Was Dalvin Dalvin Cook a second-round pick? He had to be. Wow. I stopped on the NFC North because I thought Dalvin Cook was a number-one pick. Wow. I'm going to have to see when he was drafted. Second round, 2017. 
Yeah. Well, um, he he was the first pick in the second round, wasn't he? Must no, be, yeah, he yeah, wasn't. Yeah. He was pick forty-one. But wow, I thought he was a first-round pick. That was my first thought. Sure. All right. Finally, time for another prove-it question. The NBA's Jeff Green has played for ten NBA teams despite only being thirty-three years old. How many of those can you name that he has played for? Ten points to whoever can prove it. If they fail, everybody else gets five points. So how this works, Jeff, is we might say, like, if I go say I can name two teams he's played for, either oh, everybody gotcha. can say prove it or somebody can say three. Gotcha. So, Stat Parrot, how many can you name? One for sure, two possibly. I could say two. I think all I know is two. <laughs> I can guess. A third of the league. I would say, yeah, I mean. I try to think who Jeff Green, Jeff Green, and no Danny Green. Right. He probably about played for 10, too. Yeah, I would say about, hell, that would have been a harder question. Who's played for more teams? Uh, right. So can you do three? I would be guessing if I tried three, to be honest. Stat pair, can you go four? Hell no. <laughs> Bear, can you go four? I mean, not without throwing darts. I'm not going to do that. I'll take a, I'll take a stab at four. I think I got three of them. I just got to think of a fourth. So I'll go four. Can anybody do four, or five? Excuse me. No. Nope. Go ahead and prove it. All right. I can't do one. <laughs> so I know he played for Boston. He was drafted by Boston. Where you at, Jeremy? All right. I know he currently, I believe, plays for Houston. I think he was drafted by Boston, but I know he definitely played there. Pretty sure he was drafted by Boston, like in the All first right. round. Okay, I don't see think so. You sure? Oh, no, he might have. Did you just say OKC? I think you're right. I think he went there later. I think you're right, Parrot, but I won't use OKC because I feel like that's cheap. But he did play with Boston. Um and I won't use OKC. You're absolutely right, Parrot. Uh, Cleveland, he went to the land for a minute. Yes, he did. Oh, God, can't use OKC. That was going to be actually one of mine for later. I forgot he was drafted there. Sorry, Gary. Oh, you're right. Um, uh, There's only one more I actually knew. I didn't even know he was playing for Houston right now. I knew Boston and Cleveland for sure. Those are my two. I only knew that because I was reading about them and looking at their roster when they said that Eric Gordon might not play. Nah, they signed for like four weeks, I guess. Yeah. Oh, God. He played for one of the L.A. teams. I can't remember which one. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. Oh. I feel like this is a trick question, too. Did he play for Utah? 
It's taking a risk here. God damn it, Jeremy. I feel like Jeremy throws his shit at us. Can't use OKC. I'm not sure on the Lakers or Clippers. I know it's one of them. I can't think of anybody else. Fuck. I'm going to try Utah. And feel like he was there. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right, who else? We know OKC. Which was it Lakers or Clippers? Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, he was on the Lakers. The Magic were the one that I knew. Had a cup of coffee with the Chaz. Uh, you said the Magic were the one you knew? Yep. I know Who for sure he played for them for the Magic. I think he was in San Antonio too. Uh, and the rest. Did he play for like the not the Nugget? Um, where the hell's Conley at? Memphis. Memphis. Well, he was in Memphis. Oh, there we go, Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. Memphis, Orlando, Seattle. Oh, when they were the Supersonics. So he probably wouldn't have given me OKC if we would have said OKC. <laughs> So you weren't you weren't wrong. He was drafted by the Celtics, but then traded to OKC. Okay, because I was like, I feel like he was drafted by the Celtics, but did he get traded during the draft? I think it was a draft yeah. day trade. Probably. Yes, yes. Okay. So it was like a traded the right sort of thing. I knew that he was. I I thought he was drafted by him, but you were right on. And I thought he played immediate, so that was wrong. But then when you mentioned it, I was like, okay, he got traded back there later. But they they were his second team, right? Uh, no, they were his – yes, they were his second team. You're right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oklahoma City from 07 to 2011 and then Boston from 2011 to 2015. All right. Well, give me however many points he said that was. Five, ten. Um, all right. So, <laughs> here he goes about the 200th episode. I had a good time listening to the 200th show. You guys did well on trivia for the most part. I will defend myself a little bit, though, for a second. First of all, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia category was by request and as mentioned on the podcast. I have never seen that show before in my life, so I had no clue. I found a site that had easy, medium, and difficult questions. Figuring you all seemed to love that show, I skipped entirely over easy questions and did probably three medium and two hard. But the... They all ended up being very difficult, to say the least. The other thing is, very difficult to know the difficulty of pop culture questions because basically if you've seen the movie or show, you're going to think it's easy. And if not, it's super difficult. And sometimes for older questions, you guys will go, I wasn't even born then, or I was in diapers. (laughs) While others like Robert England and Killer Clowns from Outer Space, you guys thought were way too easy. None of my (laughs) friends know who Robert England is. (laughs) But they know but they don't know much about horror like I do. And I never imagined Killer Clowns from Outer Space was so well-known. Oh, yeah, we, I, most yeah. of us knew that. Um, the uh, parrot probably didn't. But <laughs> you guys thought we're way too easy. None of my friends knew, like we said, Robert Englund uh, from Outer Space is so well-known. Nobody had, I'd ever known heard of that movie. But again, my circle of friends are not movie buffs. And Glory is in my top ten movies of all time. But again, I never hear it mentioned when people talk about great war movies, so I don't think it was, I didn't think it was well known. Valid point on his part. But the biggest problem ended up being when doubling and tripling the points. Robert England turned out to be easier than I thought. 
uh, should have been worth four points. That's it. But with the audible to change to a 15-point question, no way would have, I had taken a chance on making that worth 15 crazy amount of points. Like when we went into this, we told him everything was going to be one through five in the three rounds, but we changed it as the show went on. <laughs> we continued, And we continued to drink. Um, so one person made a comment saying third-round question should have been a first-round question, but every single round was intended to be one to five, like we just said. Had I known it had been triple points, I would have put some more difficult categories in the third round and made it more challenging. The good news, I know you guys are very knowledgeable when it comes to pop culture, so I'd like another chance to run the pop culture sports pro wrestling thing again sometime in which I will really challenge you guys, but maybe not up to Gary's level of difficulty. No, that was – I told him it was totally fine. Yeah. So I know we're, when we're doing sports movies next time, but hopefully we can do another one – like last time, and I was shocked Cody's team had a chance to win it at the end if they could have just come up with the four teams. And big shout-out to Shiv saying Diggstown was the best boxing movie of all time. He is 100% correct. Everybody needs to watch that movie, and you will not be disappointed. Pure 100% entertainment. Oh, and I'll leave you one last thing. Chef Gino does, in fact, put honey in his peanut butter. See you guys for wrestling. <laughs> that was some controversy. And he said, oh, and I'm with Cody on Little Big League. Great underrated baseball movie. So, uh, but thank you again, Jeremy. I know we give, give him a hassle, but we couldn't do the trivia without Jeremy. So thank you so much to Jeremy. And, yes, everything was supposed to be one to five. We called an audible there during the show so he had no idea and so as we uh continue to wind this thing down this will be a longer episode we knew it would be so thanks again jeff for being on my um, pleasure a few things, absolutely a few things we wanted to mention so the ahl the step up below the nhl said the earliest they could start next year is december or even january so that's going to be interesting they're voting on that at the beginning of august um we didn't mention this a few, like about a month ago, but Tommy Tuberville beat former U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions in an Alabama Republican Senate runoff. Find that to be amazing. Um, Mike Ditka, I don't know, I'm sure you guys all saw this, told, he said that athletes yeah. killing during the anthem get the hell out of the country. This man is out of touch. Yeah. And he's like chairman for the, uh, yeah. As he's the chairman for the uh, former lingerie football league. Right. Um, Sean Oakman, we didn't mention Sean Oakman. You guys remember him, the big buff Baylor player? Got, mm -hmm. out, of, uh, got out of jail. He was wrongly accused, wrongly convicted, and he is now out, but he's going to try to make a comeback. Do you, do you think he has a shot? What was he in for? Uh, it was like – it wasn't armed robbery. I think it was like domestic violence. Mm. I don't even remember what sport he played. He played football. He's a D lineman. He was that big. He was the one who had the half jersey in the bowl game that they. It was like a meeting for a while. He had the visor and was just absolutely friggin' jacked. Here, I'll share my screen, Cody, so you can see All it. All right. You'll know exactly who it is right when you see it. This guy. He was a meme forever. Oh, oh okay. yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. So that yeah, that's Sean Oakman. So he's he's gonna try to make an NFL comeback, which is great for him that he, he was able to get out. Guy's six foot nine, he's twenty eight years old now, but six nine, two eighty. Do you think he has a shot do you think he has a shot to get in that NFL? I mean if he was in jail for the last time many ever years, all he was probably doing was working out. Right. And he'll be more comfortable showering with the men. 
Right. <laughs> and he was found, it was not guilty on sexual assault. So they kept putting him, they had to wait a long time and all of these things from 2016 on. And, and he was getting ready to go into the NFL and couldn't happen. So, and think he'll be eating real food again. Right. Um, so we're two weeks out. We're going to cover this in a, in a few weeks. Two weeks out, two weekends away from Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic, uh, third and final fight, where I can't wait to cover that. That'll be interesting. I think that's happening August 12th, right? This sound right, or August? Somewhere around there. 15th, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's 15th, because that 15th is the weekend. Is Saturday. Is Saturday. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So that's UFC 252. Looking forward to that. And uh, uh, did you know... The Duck Dynasty star Phil Robertson started over Hall of Fame quarterback Terry Bradshaw for two years at Louisiana Tech. Yes, I'm writing an A and E biography on him. I found that pretty interesting. I was like, "Damn, I something I never knew." That is weird. That's some weird trivia. Right. So, on this day in sports history, it is July 29th. By the way, uh, happy birthday to my mother. Um, all of 54. Happy birthday. Still looking fine. <laughs> Look, you froze him. Look what you did. <laughs> He's so pissed. He just straight froze. <laughs> he just rage quit a podcast. <laughs> rage quit the Zoom podcast. This, I'm out. <laughs> He's going to oh, reconnect driving in his car to come beat my right? ass. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never see it. We're just going to be sitting here the whole time. And you're gonna right? like, oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'll bring the camera with me so you can watch me dismantle him. <laughs> oh, uh, anybody see um, freaking the Lou Williams thing, man? Hey, man, them strip club hot wings, I'll get you. Hey. Obviously, that's the safest strip club to ever like eat food out of. But right. I guess if you're if you're just driving through and you have wings named after you, you got to get some carry out for the wings named after you, right? For sure. I uh, someone posted a picture of it on Twitter, and they did look. Yeah, yeah man. Goddamn! <laughs> Make a comment about my mama get kicked out. <laughs> I figured you went to go and call her and ask if she's available. Yeah, I was going to ask her. I don't know if you caught the end where I said she still likes women, and then I froze. Yeah, no, I'll put on a dress. I don't care. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, I got kicked out. I think the kids started streaming something in the other room. They're streaming a couple things. So, anyway, I'll just go back and edit that. But um, So, on this day in history, 19... 15, I'm going to actually give the year on this one. Honest Wagner at age 41 hit a grand slam home run. Nice for him. All right, so give me the year. Floyd Patterson, TKO's Tommy Jackson in 10 for the heavyweight boxing title. 78. 69. Who was it again? You said Floyd Patterson. Floyd, oh, Floyd Patterson? Uh... uh 60. Security Jeff? 77. 1957. I didn't think Floyd Patterson was that old. Only off by 20. So, 
I'm going to end with this one just because it's so damn good. Yankee Stadium fans throw cups and blow up dolls at Jose Canseco. <laughs> 88. This is the one time I'll agree with Yankees fans, too. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, 92. Parrot? Uh, give me 91. Security I'll, Jeff? I'll take 90. What is 91. Way to go. I'll take my little victories. <laughs> yes, you will. Um, so, happy birthday. Would have been 95th birthday to Ted Lindsay. He just died in 2019. Mm-hmm. Another good red wing right there. Yes, sir. All right. So, other birthdays, like we said, my mom. I'll find out for Security Jeff if she's available. I think you were you were making comments at her at episode 102, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was like, Mill, sign my chest. <laughs> really drunk, and all I could yeah. remember was that for some reason her name was Milf. <laughs> could have been could have been Bear's mom too. She was out there too. <laughs> They're both signing chest. It was Did she ever ask about me? Guys were signing his chest the whole time, so I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, Jeff. She always asks about you, um, right. and then. Happy yep. 40th birthday. You miss birthday. 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, happy birthday to Ryan Braun, 40th birthday. Oh, Still looking 20 after all them steroids. I'm sorry, HGH. I'm sorry. And how about happy 64th birthday to Teddy Atlas? He's Teddy only 64? Atlas. Right. He's going to. I thought he was no. older than Floyd Patterson. I thought he was older than boxing. Yeah, <laughs> born in 1956. Six no. never died. Yeah, Teddy Atlas lived forever. I thought he's been around forever. Shit. The sad All thing right. is he's probably, he's probably looked like that since he was 36. He just hasn't <laughs> aged since then. No, you're absolutely right. All he, right. Actually, he actually died from a blow to the head and just no one told him. <laughs> It's like pros in that. He definitely got CTE. There's no way he doesn't. Right. <laughs> he doesn't right. Know it yet. No, he doesn't. So thanks to Wes Anderson for moments of time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter at Songs by Wes. Thanks to Brandon All Work Clothing, Sean at Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com. Sorry again to Sparty Steve. We didn't get you on the show again, but we hope to see you soon. And uh I messed up my name earlier, so I got to get it right. Ango Gablogian, if you can remember. From, thank you. From Always Sunny, the art collector, as Frank would try to do in the art as an art collector. So, as always, good morning. Thank you, Security Jeff, for coming on and sharing yeah. your stories with us. Much my pleasure. Can, can I ask a question real quick? Absolutely. It, it's for Parrot. Uh, do you uh, – I, I just – I was just wondering if you know what NWO stands for. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. No, I don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and wait, no, oh, world order. Oh, my God. He knows. <laughs> yes. He knows how to use Google.
No, I, I, <laughs> it just hit him. Uh, I won't remember you. that next week, though. Yes. So as as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Fuck you, Jeremy. We're gonna kick your ass in sports. N W O. Damn, man. Why you gotta do that to you, parent? <laughs> and uh, I'm not gonna stop yet because sorry, Jeremy, that you got a derogatory comment from Jake. <laughs> We will beat you, but I didn't have to say it like that. August 22nd, it's going down. The pod will take down Jeremy. I'm sorry, Jeremy.